welcome to Yes Mother, the podcast about the A&E show Bates Motel. We are talking about Season 5, Episode 5, mm-hmm. uh, called Dreams Die First. I'm Em. And I'm Sue. And I know, I know they've all been talking about me, I can hear them whisper. And it makes me think there must be something wrong with me Out of all the hours thinking Somehow I've lost my mind But I'm not crazy, I'm just a little unwell I know right now you can't tell But stay a while and maybe then you'll see A different side Welcome back. All I can think about with this title is the uh, the pilot episode is called First You Dream, Then You Die. Right, right. So, yeah, this must be some sort of callback to that title or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, we're beginning the psycho story, kind of, and that was yep. the pilot. <laughs> yep. That's the only parallel I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll think of it. Maybe. But yeah, pretty interesting episode. I loved it, even despite the fact that we got zero Vero Farmiga. I wouldn't say zero, but... Well, there was like a 15-second flash ever, so... 15 seconds? Five seconds? Maybe five, if you put them all together. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one in the... In the orchard yeah i guess i was thinking of the back seat <laughs> oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah interesting just, <laughs> just one of my favorite things i i just love the thought of norman going to this bar dressed as norma that's my favorite thing in the oh, world oh <laughs> my word not only that but they all know him i know he's Norma, like, Norma doesn't stay in the house. <laughs> it's so fantastic. All of that is now in like little air quotes. I'm stuck here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love that so much. And if we will be robbed if we don't get some sort. I couldn't believe we didn't get any. I wanted flashes of like Norma and Norman yep at this bar and if we yep. don't get any of that I'm going to cry foul yep. because we deserve that <laughs> we totally deserve it it's... I feel entitled to see this <laughs> you can't just describe it to me <laughs> yeah. you can't put that out there and then just let it go no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. it's too big <laughs> so Yep, fun. So, okay, well, should we start with the comment cards? Do you want me to start? Yeah. Okay, so we got, to start off, before the episode, we got an intro, um, an intro email from someone named Paris. He says, hello, ladies, my name is Paris, and then he puts, I'm a guy. Thank you for that. <laughs> I already knew that from your Twitter picture. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, um, 
I have to say, so I have a friend that has a little girl named Paris, mm-hmm. and they took Paris to Paris, like mm-hmm. last year. She's like three, and so all the people, it was kind of awkward when people asked what her name was, and they're like, "It's Paris," <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and they're like, "Oh, like, like Paris," and they're like, "She's like yes," and they're like. Oh well, do you at least pronounce it with the with the way we pronounce it, Perry? <laughs> She's like, no, we call it Paris, and they're like, oh, <laughs> you, you Americans, <laughs> ugly Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you name your child Paris and then pronounce it with the American pronunciation. That's funny. Okay. I'm just wondering, Paris, if you've ever had similar experiences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He says, and let me start by saying that I love your podcast, your humor, the episode breakdowns, your chats about your lives, and even your guys' choice of music for the outro is stellar. Thank you. Thank you all. It's really been nice to have you to listen to for the past four years after each episode of this awesome and chilling show. Lastly, I'm a murderino, murderino as well. So it was awesome to hear that you two listened to my favorite murder as well. Yes, nice. Do. We're murderinos. Yeah. A long time obsession with you. You've been listening to our podcast. You know, we're dark and <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind a little murder here and there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this most recent episode continues to ramp up the insanity that is the life of Norman Bates. So this will be about, uh, about episode four. Yes, episode four. His psychotic projection of mother is turning from overbearing protector partner in crime to resentful, spiteful, and downright malevolent. We see evidence of this in their conversations about Norma's dresses, the disposal of Blackwell's car, the woods, and Norman's flash of mother killing Madeline. For me, this heightens the sympathy I feel for Norman. He's very close to spiraling completely out of control and has pushed the very few remaining people out of his life that could help him. Can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> it went to some pretty good places this episode. It sure did. <laughs> right. P.S. Are there any rooms left? You bet there are, especially sure. for a long time listener. Um, you want a hotel? You can have a motel room, B&B room, or the Normaro Inn. Just let us know. So at the motel, we've got room 3, 5, 6, 7, and 12. And at the B&B... Yeah. At the B&B, we got the uh, Pistol River Pocket Gopher Room, the Blarty with a Chance of Meatballs, and... You throw me. Or there's plenty of rooms at the Norm Arrow, and there's only a couple people there. So and let I us think, know, Paris. I think Harold's been hiding out in one of them lately, and I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he's suspicious of peepholes. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so, yep, let us know what you want. We'll put you in there. We can read this. Says possible spoiler, but it uh, has happened, so. Oh, that's right. 
It says, from the preview, it looks like the writers are not dropping an important character from last season. I know you guys were worried about them dropping the ball on such an important story thread, but it seems like they are tying up all the loose ends after all, which is good for such a great show. Yeah, I have some thoughts about yeah. that, which we'll get into later, but I'm, I was very glad to see him and at least try and explain away why he's missing from Norman's life. <laughs> little clunky, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it, and we're not done. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. All right, well, thanks, Paris. It's I'm glad that you're finally sending in some feedback. Yes, or Perry. Perry. <laughs> Our next one is from Julia in the Razor Clam Room. And she says, well, her subject is dreams die first. Then she says, then Keith Summers and Blair Watson and Sam Bates and Bradley Martin and Audrey Ellis and Norma Bates (laughs) and Marion Crane. And, well, you get the idea. (laughs) Hello, people of Yes Motherland. This was a darn good episode. Definitely better than last week. Rihanna has arrived at last. And guess what? She's not horrendous. She's not particularly fantastic either, but she's not half bad, I must admit. And is honestly so relieving. You would think after four and a half seasons, I would learn to trust the writers full-heartedly and know that they wouldn't dare jeopardize this amazing thing they have going, especially not this close to the end of the series. I love, love, love how they are introducing Marion Crane into the show and what they're doing with her character. I'm aware she's only been in one episode, but I just know the whole Marion story arc is going to be great. I believe one of the reasons I liked this episode so much was not because it was great on it, on which it was, but because it made me so incredibly excited for the rest of the season. I don't have much else I would like to add about the episode, except maybe that Freddie Highmore is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. With real Norma gone, as sadly... 400,000, they upped it from 40,000 in Psycho. Oh, that's right. They that's added right. a zero. <laughs> yep, that's right. It's 400,000. Um... And then she says, P.S. Haters going to hate and be assholes. You girls are great. <laughs> Love how genuine and real your podcast is. The pauses and giggles never fail to make me smile. Keep it up. Don't change a thing. <laughs> Aw, thanks, Julia. <laughs> thanks, Julia. Yeah, Freddy. Man, he's Freddy. so good. Holy crap, this episode. <laughs> he's so good. He is really good. He, I really enjoyed his acting really a lot. I always have, but mm-hmm. I think we might be talking possible Emmy noms. I would think so. I mean, he he really is carrying the show this season. It It is. is his season, and, you know, he's and just I, great to watch. I do like the idea that with Vera taking a bit of a backseat, he can shine. I, I would like the idea more if she would have won or at least been nominated for an Emmy last year. Yeah. Which she totally deserved. But she won like a people's choice though, right? Or something something did. like that. Yeah. yeah. So she's gotten awards, so but an Emmy would be nice. Indeed. I don't know, we'll see what happens, but yeah. Yeah, I'd... there's still five more episodes. We could still get a fantastic you know they're gonna give her a great moment. Sure. You can't have an actress like that and not. Oh, yeah. They will. They'll do what they can. 
right with the story we're left with you know mother's mother's got some high profile things going on soon you know mhm oh yeah story like the story arc is going to contain a lot of mother <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i agree with julia i kind of like the Marion Crane, what they're doing here, like making her a little bit more of a character than she was in the movie. I really liked it, and I thought Rihanna did great. I mean, I yeah, like I've stated, it's her music's not my music. I would never be able to tell you a Rihanna song. No, me either. I'm, I'm sure I've heard them at the gym. That's the only place I get like right top top forty stuff right in my life ever. <laughs> um. But she did fine. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a preconceived notion that she was going to ruin the show or I just I had an open mind and a. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have like a preconceived notion about her specifically. I'm just not a huge fan of stunt casting. Right. Where you got to bring in a a name for a character, which I get. I totally get, but... I do, and they've surely been just all over social media with her face and right. talking about it like, hey, people that don't watch Bates Motel, you should because now Rihanna's in it. You know, I they're, know, they're I know. playing it. They are they're, doing that. As they should, because that's the reason to put her in. <laughs> you know what? Use what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I just it just bugs me because I know there's so many struggling actors out there that could probably do a fantastic job, and someone who's not even an actress gets it. <laughs> you know, that's true. I, that just bugs me. I can I can totally respect that. So, anywho, but she did fine. I, yeah, not stellar, but fine. So. Yeah, um, I think Carbonell did a great job. Directing this episode, and I'm oh, sure... Oh, did he direct it? Yeah, this was oh. Carbonell. I don't know. I think, you know, she was directed well, and mm -hmm. it was good. I have no complaints. Nope. Nope. All so... right. Let's move on to Daniel. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Dan Julia. Okay. So, Daniel, he says, Hey, Em and Sue, I felt a little confused while I watched this episode, and I didn't like not getting to see Mother. From his murky memories, I gather that Norman went back out after getting home from Madeline's, and he went out in the full Norma drag get-up to this white horse bar, filled with just about the nicest, most friendly and outgoing people I've ever seen, <laughs> <laughs> and got a blowjob from some guy. But in his mind, he was Norma getting oral? Um, yes. Exactly <laughs> that, <what happened. laughs> that was Norma, not him. <laughs> Yeah, I think he went that night in full Norma gear and other nights. <laughs> Definitely other nights. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seemed to know him, and that's just not from one time. <laughs> no, the nice, the nicest, most friendly and outgoing people ever. They were that, but that's not just because he showed up. I think he just... I think he... Owns that bar. When I he, think so, When Norma too. comes there, she is like the hit of the place. Absolutely. I can just picture it with her little sassy pants. 
those guys would love her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, better <Please> show us. <laughs> you better give us a seat. Please, please, please. <laughs> I am not joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because of how well I feel like I understand the psychology of this series, hint, it's basically 70% about the taboo push-pull of emotional incest between mother and son and the mutual desire, denial, disgust, with wanting more. <laughs> I think I already know why. If you remember, there have been at least a couple of overt occasions where the show gave the strong impression that Norma went out and had sex with somebody to get back at Norma, Norman, in a psychologically twisted way that frankly says a lot about Norma's own issues. Yep. I agree. And of course, Norman's mother persona has also appeared to strike down women who Norman's guilty affection for subconsciously threatened his mother's omnipresent place in his life. Miss Watson. Last episode, Norman stood up to Mother and told her in no uncertain terms he was going to see Madeline and to get over it. Norma is dead now, of course, so I think Norman had to play the part of Norma going out and having a sexual encounter to punish him and get revenge on Norman for cheating on her by going to see Madeline. Remember, he and Mother have a marriage now. Yes, <laughs> Daniel, we remember. <laughs> That is some seriously twisted mental gymnastics. But thinking about it, it's a completely logical extension of the kind of behavior we've already seen from them. <clears throat> I think you're spot on. <laughs> I think... I'm not sure about spot on. I think you have a very good case. And the show has definitely set it up to where that is very possible. Uh-huh. Also... I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not sure Norma's intentions of going out there to that bar and going in the backseat with that guy was totally to make him jealous, but it could have been. It. I think a lot of it is. I think some of it's just to get out of the house, but I would say the main intention, in my opinion, is to punish Norman. I think it's to punish him, but I'm not sure if it's jealousy punishing it probably is but i'm not sure if it yeah it's the jealousy may it, it's to punish him for yeah it's for to talking punish him. to her that way right and to rein her in so much yeah but i'm not sure it was like full-on oh so you're gonna be with madeline so i'm gonna do this i mean there's a good case for it but i think it might be a little more just Something that he, she knew he wouldn't like. Yes, yeah, okay. It's her to go out and do that. Right, right. But it doesn't hurt that it would also make him jealous. Right. Right, like maybe that's just a little, like, not the intention, but it doesn't hurt, and she's kind of likes it that it might make him jealous too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think it's great. <laughs> I just love yep. that it's all him. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, real quick. Dr. Edwards basically gave up and went to sleep for a year. That's disappointing. I feel the same way. Yep. Guess he's just here to be the guy who declares matricide at the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Norman seemed like he was already over Madeline or something. Tired of her or just blunt. Maybe Mother disappearing on him like that made her seem like a pale imitation. Could be Dylan and Emma are going to be the pair who confront Norman and Norma's corpse in the basement after all. In the film, Norman and Marion had a heart-to-heart, -heart, and he had a crush on her, and you got the sense he had zero social life. With how hung up on Madeline he's been, hard to see that. Yep. Okay. Yes. Disappointing. The Dr. Edwards was disappointing to me. <sighs> yeah. Whatever. I think that's all we're going to get, though. Do you? I'm not sure. Um, I think so. I really, last year, held him as a, an amazing psychiatrist. I held him in very high esteem, and mm -hmm. that plummeted quite a bit. Yeah. Which makes me sad. It does. I'm I'm bummed about it, too. Um, I would have rather have found out that he was dead than to have what we had. Yeah, yeah me too. It would have made it more interesting to me. Definitely, so, and more believable. So much more believable. It just doesn't – it is what it is. It doesn't sit right with me, but I really don't think – I think that is our Dr. Edwards swan song, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it would make sense if he is like a regular on another show. Right. Criminal Minds or whatever. Unless, like Daniel says, maybe he is going to be if, – if the show kind of ends similar to Psycho, maybe he will be the one to explain to all the policemen and stuff, here's what's happening, you know? Right. The Which genuine. probably, probably will be. Yeah, because that, that was like totally the denouement of the film. And... Right, right. And if they're going to do that scene, it only makes sense to have Dr. Edwards play that part. So, But he's going to be, he better be a broken man about it. Right. Yes. Because, I don't know, it really, I wish I had had time between watching this and now to rewatch like every Dr. Edwards scene last season mm -hmm. because I was convinced he knew she was dangerous Norman was dangerous he did know if, if he found out that mother was dead there was something super fishy going on it that's what's so disappointing about it because he did know all those things you're not his, just yeah. you're not just imagining that well his he, last meeting with her was like what a day before she died and she was like worried about him and like yeah. stressed that he was getting out and yeah. not wanting him out she was not suicidal just that mm -mm. yeah it really and i really actually wish i could talk to an actual psychiatrist and i want to know what they can do I mean, if he genuinely felt he was a danger, it just seemed like he had no control over Norman at all. If Norman's going to stop, if he's going to stop everything coming to him, it just seemed last season they really set it up big that he needed to be under care and he was going to be followed up with. And that and was that the only way he was, was going to get out of White Pine Bay or Pine View. I mean, yeah, that was all there. Yeah, and I know a couple psychiatrists, but I, I don't know any well enough. Yeah, I, I would feel comfortable calling the people I know that are psychiatrists and asking them about something real life. But I, <laughs> like, I just call them up it's... yesterday and ask them about a TV show. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know any that well. Right. I, I just, I, I think 
it's one of those things where legally I don't think he could really do anything because Norman's over 18. He was a voluntary check-in. Yeah. I, I think it would be more on him, on Dr. Edwards, is more of a care about his patient and safety over, like, is he le- legally obligated? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't fight harder to keep Norman as a patient and say, no, you're sticking with me or you're going back to Pineview. Well, you know? I feel one of the problems to make that not so was that Norma was very Norma about it. And she's like, no, no, he's not dangerous. He's fine. Even that last day. She but then she admit... died, and Dr. Edwards knows she's dead. <laughs> yes. She she wouldn't admit that he was actually dangerous. She never would. Right. And <clears throat> if she would have, I think he would have been happy to take the necessary court steps. Right. Yes. Maybe then he would have more of a legal arm or something. Yeah, but combined with both of their Norma and Norman's complacency about it, I think... Yeah. And that just is the only way it sits at all in my head okay. Yeah. Is that he it's... was totally bound Yeah. by the law and just he had no way to stop this. And I know in real life these horrible things happen all the time because of oh, red sure. tape and Right, right. Just people can be pretty powerless to save their loved ones. Right. And themselves. And it happens, and it sucks. But yeah, we're, we're just at. gonna have to <clears throat> let it be what it is. It's disappointing, but I don't think we're gonna see any future therapy sessions. I, I really, I don't think we'll see future therapy sessions. No, but I feel like we're gonna see him again. And if it's just to like make everyone get Norman's headspace, then that's what we'll get, I guess. Yeah. So and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to live with it. We'll live with it. Still a bummer, but they got it. They had to do something, and that's what they did. And I, what else could they do, really, without drawing out the story more? Yeah, and you know, I'm sure their hands were tied with his filming schedule, so they just maybe right. they wanted to do a big Doctor Edwards arc. Maybe, and they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, thanks, Daniel. Thank you. Um, our next comic card is from Harold. And he says, this episode felt weird. We didn't get Romero, Chick, or Norma, except for that one brief reused shot of her. Instead, we got a lot of Marion Crane, but when she was on screen, everything just dragged. It just felt like they were going through the motions of tying the TV version to the film version without making it particularly interesting. And it also felt like they were cramming it in because they only had Rihanna for a couple of episodes. My guess. I could be wrong. You know, I just didn't feel that way. I, for some reason, I never expected them to do the, like, stolen money plot line. And I was just, again, yeah. I was giddy about that. And it made those scenes exciting because I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, didn't expect it. And it was amazing. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like what they're doing with Marion Crane. I, I honestly thought that all we'd see was her checking into the hotel at this point after what we saw. Right. And then right. she'd just come back and check in and Norman had some sort of get back for Madeline's sake. Right. Kind of exactly. And kill yeah. her. 
No, I, I like they're doing the stolen money thing. And I really hope she sits at a desk in the motel and I've got 400000 <laughs> and I just bought a car for 1000 <laughs> I've got 399000 <laughs> <laughs> And it tears it up and flushes it. Yep. <laughs> it's not going that way, I don't think. So. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> um, uh, he says, on the other hand, I like the idea that they did something totally different from the movie because it's 2017 and it had Norman going out as Norma and no one at the bar judged her or thought twice about it. Yep. Yeah. Do you, was white was the White Horse the bar a gay bar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the perfect place for him to go as her. I mean, who yeah. else is going to accept you more than a gay bar? Sure. And like I said, I bet they just adore her. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. And all, and it's perfect. All these men. Wait. <laughs> <clears throat> you got all these men. You're a heterosexual woman. Yep. They've got a man. I mean, it's. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> Norma, you done it. <laughs> um, he says, I'm glad that Dr. Edwards at least made an appearance this season and that his meeting with Norman seemed to have a major effect in getting Norman to remember his mental issues. Although I still have to shush that Dr. E would just shrug off Norman, failing to make appointments. That is we a agree. very good point I didn't think of. That, Yeah, I should be grateful for the dr edward scenes that it it had a major effect on norman that's true yes i mean that guy has had reality just slammed in his face right now that's where yes. we left him right exactly oh yeah <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> and that's the effect dr edwards has on him yeah yeah he says in a normal world norman upon putting this all together would get himself some help and get back on the meds Instead, I have a feeling he'll be sharing sandwiches with Marion next episode. <laughs> and by sharing sandwiches, I mean carving her with a knife. <laughs> Impossible literal sandwiches. I'm, there's got to be sandwiches. <laughs> um, uh, you have to wonder how Emmett is going to get past Dylan not telling her about her mom. It is kind of hard to continue a relationship with someone who would do that. I guess technically they are now even since Norman has killed both of their mothers. In fact, Dylan can point out that Norman got both of his parents. But I don't think that erases what he's done. No. <laughs> yeah. It just makes it worse, really. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, yeah. But I think Emma could get past this. I mean, it's not like he could have saved her mother. Well, maybe if he would have been a lot more proactive before she died. Yeah, but uh, Dylan didn't even know she was at the motel. Right. No, I... You know, so... No, it's a pretty... Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But it's something I really feel if you have a... <clears throat> I think she stands back and really appraises the situation he was in i think she can get past it i think she can get past it for sure i mean she can he's got a good case he really didn't he know does. 
Right. He didn't. And he doesn't know. I mean, he, her mother has gotten ears before. <laughs> I mean, just you found an earring. That doesn't mean murder. Right. And, you know, frankly, Dylan. Okay, so he knows that he killed his dad. But. In defense of his mom. Right. And the Blair Watson thing. It's, it's, you know, he can shush that. You know, he is not really, but... Norman was a suspect, but he passed the lie detector. You right. know? You can shush that. You I mean, can that, shush that, for sure. That is shushable stuff if you want to. And this is Norma's son. He can shush. <laughs> He's got some good shushing skills. He's got some good shushing genes. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think he has a good case for not just uh, worrying her unnecessarily. Well, yeah, because it's not like he found Emma's mother's dead body and didn't say anything. Yeah, that would be a he whole found an earring and yeah, I mean, yeah. So he's got a good case. I think they'll get past it. It's a yeah. big deal. They'll get past it. And if you'll remember when he was worried about it. And he was talking to Emma about her mom. She's like, she does this all the time. It, right. Right. He could shush it. Yep. <laughs> we know his gut says otherwise. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. So. I'm team Dylan. I am too. I feel bad for Emma, but. Well, Yeah. And his stress made him quite an ass to her in the kitchen. Totally. Which kind of pissed me off, but yeah, I got a little mama bear. Mama bear for Emma, <laughs> or yeah. For, yeah. Um. Okay. Harold says, "I am hoping that they do something different and don't just redo the shower scene. Why not have Madeline confront Sam and Marion, and either someone unexpected dies, say Madeline instead of Marion." Or the killer is someone besides Norman, or both. Or maybe do the shower scene, but just as Norman is about to enter the motel room, Romero shows up and things get crazy? Just a thought. <laughs> Your jittery correspondent from Rune 1, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> He's like listening for every noise. <laughs> Norman, I mean... <laughs> Harold, do you want do you want to stay in the blarty room for a few <laughs> do you want to move rooms? <laughs> oh man, blarty. I. It's gonna be interesting to see how they do this shower scene. Marion is it gonna be Marion, Marion or Madeline or I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do. Okay. I would like to see something different from just a reenactment of the shower scene, but I do want it to involve a knife and a bathroom though. <laughs> I, I want it to involve a knife and a shower. But yeah. I will eat my hat if they recreate the shower scene. They are not going to do that. That would they be tacky. Can't. That's tacky, yeah. And it would it just it doesn't feel right for this show and what they're doing. I don't think they would. I think but they're totally smart. changing it up doesn't feel right either. Right. I think he is going to kill her in the shower, and it is going to be what Hitchcock couldn't do. I think it's bloody bloody. Yeah, they have a chance right now that no one has ever been able to do before, and that is to really push the envelope on what they can show in this Marion Crane, 
right. Norma Bates shower scene, and I think it could be epic. Yep. But to like I, recreate the shots or something, that'd be horrible. And that I, would be. I just I don't think they'll do that. that. And I, I don't, don't think, think they'll they do will. that. That's Mm-mm. why I say I eat my hat. That is like they're not going to do it. I don't see it. it. They're not. But to change it up would disappoint me also. To have like Marion not die. Right. Eh, having it be Madeline is interesting. But I I would be okay if it was Madeline if that's how they changed it up. Yeah, if they turn. I guess so. You know, I'm just thinking about it now. If they turn Marion into this, like, oh, bitch, no way. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the shower curtain. She's like, kick the knife out of his hand. Like, <laughs> She's like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yeah. interesting, I suppose. Yep. Or as long as there's a knife, a shower, and a woman, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be interesting if, like, okay, so Madeline now knows, but we mm-hmm. don't know how the confrontation goes with Sam. What if she, like, finds out Marion is at that hotel room, and what if she sneaks in the room and is going to, like, Right. Surprise him, and she decides to take a shower, and Mother thinks it's Marion. Oh, that'd be cool. Then we have, like... Or what if Madeline's mother, the one that kills her? Mad- ooh! ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of possibilities now. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of balked at <laughs> changing up this shower scene, but getting interesting. Uh, Well, thanks, Harold. Romero's going to show up and things are going to get crazy, but... Yep. I don't know. That might be interesting, too. It's going to be awesome. Oh, boy. They all just show up in the room and they all just stab each other. (laughs) (laughs) bathroom just turns into like this Tarantino movie. <laughs> Kill Bill. <laughs> Everything gets all stabby in there. Then <laughs> Sheriff Green walks in and she gets stabbed. Then <laughs> Emma and Dylan show up and they get stabbed. <laughs> that would be so epic. I would love that so much. <laughs> Oh, man. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> uh, okay, now we next we heard from Mallory. She says, hi, Em and Sue. Oh, my goodness, what? Okay, sorry. Oh, my goodness, a whole episode without Vera. Lots of Marion Crane and Wig Norma in a gay bar. I think things have become officially psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's glorious. Yes. So Norman couldn't act more suspicious if he tried. He's literally putting the sheriff's puzzle pieces together for her. (laughs) 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 She may be getting pushed down a flight of stairs in the near future. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, I watched Psycho last night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Just because... While watching these Marion Crane scenes, 
Okay, first of all, a few weeks ago, I had totally forgotten that that Sam Loomis was already some one of our one of our guests commented that Sam Loomis was already divorced, and he was just in debt with alimony. That's right. That's he right. He owned that hardware store, and right, he was in debt, and so I had forgotten. I thought he was married. Anyway, so there was that that was like nagging at me that I had forgotten that detail. Mm-hmm. And then just watching all of it and watching the scenes at the office, it just made me go, ah, I, I just got to watch it again. I got to watch Psycho again <laughs> <laughs> just to brush up. And so uh-huh. it was a lot of fun. Anyway, I was renewed. I know I've noticed it before, but it was just, it was a renewed interesting thought how suspicious um anthony perkins norman was um when he'd talked to abergas and stuff and just he it's exactly how um freddie highmore norman is just trying to be so helpful they get themselves right into trouble right by acting suspicious plus just kind of really sweating it out <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I would be too. Oh, <laughs> I'd be a mess. <laughs> yes. Way to go, guys, on how together you really are. <laughs> but, man. And I was also struck by how young Anthony Perkins is in Psycho. He is. I yeah. Mean, since I watched Psycho the last time. I've seen Anthony Perkins and quite a few other psychos and things. He is young. I mean, he is early 20s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, Psycho 2 was 20 years after this, after Psycho. So we've seen more older Anthony Perkins than young, you know. Yeah. And so it's like. I would. He was probably in his mid 20s. Yeah. He was. And so it just told me that. The character Norman Bates really, I mean, I was thinking they were, the, our Freddie Highmore Norman is so much younger than the Psycho right. Norman, but he really isn't. He's really not. Not, he not that young. much. Yeah. Mm-mm. Interesting. I want to watch it too. You said it's on Xfinity on demand until the 20th? Yeah, I put that okay. on the Facebook page. They played Psycho, T Turner Classic Movies played Psycho on TV just like Sunday or something and they're doing they're doing like a I swear it's brought on by Bates Motel but uh-huh. <laughs> they're claiming they're doing like a what was it a horror movie where you like the villain series oh gotcha um, and so they started with Psycho anyway so since they played it they have it on demand and it it looked, from what I could tell, that it's going to be available till the 28th. So, everyone out there, if you have Xfinity and you want to brush up on Psycho, you've got a week, a little, about a week, yep. to I'll watch it. it. And I recommend doing so. It's going to make watching this season all the more fun to really be brushed up on your Psycho. Because there's Easter eggs and a lot of fun to be oh, had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Sam and Marion scenes felt like a different show. I don't know how I feel about it. I love this show, but I'm not invested in these two characters at all. So to have isolated scenes with just them, eh, 
I want more head Norma. <laughs> I want more head Norma too, but yeah, I really was delighted that they are doing so much with Marion and the original. Yeah, and I I get a feeling we're not going to see too many more Sam Marion scenes like that. I think no. they just needed to let us know here's the history of them. Here's what these two have going on. So, right. I don't think we're going to get much more of that. And Sam's just a bigger douche than I ever thought. Oh my word! I can't believe she doesn't I even know he's married. She doesn't know he's married. <gasps> what a jerk! <laughs> I know. Ugh. There is something so inherently wrong with that. No doubt, right? I mean, you're gonna just... have an affair. Fine, you're gonna have an affair, but that woman better know you're married. What that's the thing. Jerk. Let her know that you're married. I mean, that's just stupid on your part, because of course she's gonna want to get married to you later. I mean, I don't know. I I am no expert in marital affairs, <laughs> but it seems like. <laughs> It That's seems, just good etiquette. You let the person you're having the affair with know that you're married. Right. I love how we're like every episode we've been giving like affair etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are the rules, people. <laughs> There's rules, damn it. <laughs> but rule number one is don't have affairs. Yes. But if you're gonna <laughs> here's going rule number to. two. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know why Norman has blocked out head Norma. Is it because he temporarily killed her in his mind? It's so interesting. The show is amazing. I think Norma has blocked out Norman. Yeah, I think. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Because I think she's pissed and she does not want to be controlled by him. So she is disappearing. Two crazy cats just live two separate lives. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, you know, we have to keep in mind these uh, personality things. What are they called? I just want to say split personality. Uh, like the dissociative disorders? Dissociative personality disorders. They are their own people. I mean, I've yeah. seen cases, read cases. I haven't seen in real life. I've seen and read cases with these personalities, and they are their own person. I mean, they have their own talents. They like do. One personality can play the piano. The other one can speak, French. speak Chinese. You know, French Sue. <laughs> French. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, it's it's amazing. They really can. And they have their, their own minds. They're an actual living, breathing personality. They're just... Right. I wouldn't say they're unaware of each other because it seems like even in real life cases, sometimes these uh, dual personalities, one of them does know about the other one. Yeah, Especially I, when it's someone like a protector. Right. Like with Sybil, they knew they were protecting her. Right. And they, some of the personalities 
I think they all knew about Sybil's actual personality. And I don't know, I don't remember, it's been a long time, but I think many of them knew about all the others. And they, like, knew each right. other, but they kept all of them from Sybil because they were, you know, she had been just absolutely abused by her mother horrendously. Right. And so she had to, it a little bit, you know, Normanish. Sybil had to create these personalities to deal with it and to hide her, to protect her. And right. so I think those protected personalities, and that's what Mother is, knows what's going on with the other one. But the other one has zero idea. Right, right. And it's also interesting, and I think Mallory's talking about this too, just how he has lost his hallucination of Norma. Yeah. Like, she did not appear, and they didn't have conversations. That's interesting, but I don't know. We kind of talked about that last episode where he kind of lost her. <laughs> she ran away. She, yeah, she's doing something. Yeah. She's punishing him by leaving. Yeah. Something's going on. It's very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Mallory goes on. Emma found out Norma's dead. OMG. This next episode is going to be complete craziness. Can't believe we are. We're already halfway through the final season. Sad face. <laughs> Yep. You know, when Emma pulled up the side of Base Motel, it did not occur to me that she was going to find out through that that Norma was dead. But why didn't that ever occur to me that they're just going to Google the damn hotel? Dude, I know, right? We were always <laughs> like, it's going to be Tick, right? That's the only way it's they the can only ever way. find out. It's like a quick Google search. Duh. <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Caleb's going to have the number in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, I get Dylan's number. It's out there, people. It's out there, Em and Sue. <laughs> exactly. I know. Why didn't we even think of that? But that's, we're idiots. Uh, yeah. But what a natural. Of course, that's how she's going to find out. Yep. You know. Oh, can you imagine? No. Just oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't oh, imagine man. the. And she sent Dylan out. I know. Just out of the house, and then she finds that in the meantime. Oh my word. Oh man. And did you see that? Just that split second look on her face when she saw the website for Base Motel, and she just had this like A little wistful. Nostalgic. She did. I miss them. Yep. Oh, I love that hotel. She loved it there. She loved Norma. And she loved She Norma. wanted to be part of the family so badly, you know. She wanted Norma to be her mom. She's, yeah. the, she's the one she went to to ask about having sex for the first time. Right, right. And she was interested in her son. And then she was interested in her second son. And then she married her second son. <laughs> you know? It, yes, she was nuts, but... What an amazing grandmother she would be. <laughs> yeah. I know. I uh I just oh It's heartbreaking. Man. It didn't hit me until now how much this death is gonna affect Emma. Yeah. You know she thought this was temporary and you know she was excited to introduce Kate to Norma. It's sad. It is. Someday it is. she knew that the barrier would go down. Sure. Yeah. Now there's just no Sad. chance. It's crazy. I it 
really, I just can't wait for these next episodes to see how Dylan finds out, like, what happened. You know, it's going to be, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Thanks, Mallory. I don't think we'll read this one. (laughs) She goes, I put a long pause on my comic card just to bug the haters. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are also great. (laughs) You two are the best. (laughs) Can't wait to hear your thoughts, Mallory. (laughs) We have been called out on our iTunes reviews twice now for long pauses in our conversations. Yep. One, we do pause a lot, but I edit them out because guess what? This is a natural conversation where we have to like gather our thoughts. That's the thing. I mean, this is a natural conversation and pauses happen naturally because Emily will say something that I'm like putting together in my brain, compartmentalizing what she just said. Right. We are like like, coming up with gold people and we got to. We gotta yeah. figure it all out on the fly, all right? Yeah, yeah. And we're not gonna script the show. That's ridiculous. So, so. And I, let me tell you something. I edit out our pauses. Right. Once in a while, I think I am editing and I'll get distracted. And maybe a few stay in. But it can't be that bad. No. No, it can't be. Have a little bit of patience. <laughs> and sorry, this isn't professionally, we don't have it produced. No. And we don't ask anyone for money of any kind. So no. sorry. <laughs> it's going to happen. And I feel a little pause. And, I, I leave in a bit of the, I leave in a pause beat because I feel like, it would be very unnatural if it was just like blah, 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 exactly. Blah, blah. You know, this what I mean? is a natural conversation. You're listening to two people have a conversation. Yep, this is a thoughtful podcast, and if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yep. Bye bye. We're sorry. Move on. We love you. If it is your thing, and if you, and if you're on the fence, join us on this side, guys. <laughs> We're nice. Yeah. We'll joke with you. We will. Tuck you in a bed in your room, your virtual <laughs> room. <laughs> We're on your side. We're on your side. There are some peepholes, but look past it. Don't worry about those. <laughs> <laughs> we got fresh towels, too. And lots of shower curtains. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Enough time. Love you. And <laughs> if you haven't, just... If you haven't written a review and you actually like us, we've just basically we've gotten a few bad reviews in a row, which is fine. But we could use a few nice ones. Yeah. Because we're hurting a little bit. <laughs> Those hurt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We're, we're I know. pretty happy with our podcast. <laughs> we're, I'm fine with it. I'm proud of it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, let's get that star rating back up to four and a half. Yeah, we went down to four, and we're not happy with that. Nope. So, okay. Thanks, Mallory. Thanks, Mallory. Our next comic card is from Carrie. 
And she says, hello, Sue, M, and guests. Another great episode. Things I liked. Finally introducing Marion. Like the Hitchcock-like profile when Marion went into the bank. It's quick, but it's there. Hmm. Uh, Carlton Keyes playing the policeman when pulled Marion over. That was awesome. Yep. I wish he kept the glasses on the whole time, though. I know, me too. That would have been such a great moment. That's such a big part of the cop in the movie. He I know. never takes those glasses off and he I was know. wearing them. The dead cop eyes. Yeah. Cop glasses eyes. Um, just when Sam couldn't get any more douchier, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Playing both Madeline and Marion. He was also a douche on The Walking Dead. He's pretty good at that role. Mr. David Douche Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> So quickly, was he the son of like the the husband and wife like leaders of mm-hmm. Victoria? What's it called? Um, Alexandria. Alexandria. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria. Yeah, they had two sons. He was one of them. Was he the real jerk? Yep. Got it. Okay, now I remember. They were both kind of jerks, but one died fairly quickly. Ooh, spoiler. <laughs> He's the one that, like, yeah. You saw more of him than the other brother in the end. Okay. He's the one that made the horrible decisions by going out again and getting people killed. They both did that. Okay. I, gosh. So one of them got killed the same time, like, Noah did in that warehouse. Okay. okay the that, less douchey. The less douchey one. So he's the other one. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I don't know The Walking Dead as well as I know Baseball Tale. <laughs> I watch it, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. She says, things I didn't like. No Romero. The sad face. Yep. That was sad. No chick either. No chick. No Romero. No Norma. Yep. Almost but still a good more. episode, so that's But amazing nonetheless. I know. I know. We had Romero behind the camera. True. He was there. His presence was felt. <laughs> <laughs> um She says things that confused me. Was Norman dressed like Norma when he was at the bar? People called him Norma and said he looked different, so I'm guessing he had the dress and wig on. And judging <laughs> Resounding, from- <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And judging from the purple panties he found in the car, Norman must have had a monster <laughs> wedgie going on. <laughs> so did Head Norma dress herself up and go out for a good time? You bet she did. You yes, she sure did. <laughs> she says, I felt so bad for Norman. He wants the original sweet, silly woman he knew, and now there's major conflict. It's kind of confusing to think that Norman's version of mother would include her going out to a bar and having car sex. That's not fair that Norman can't even kiss a girl without head Norman, without head Norma making him kill. But she can go do <laughs> naughty backseat things and Norman knows nothing about it. How rude. <laughs> That's true, head Norma. My word, double standard. She's always been that way, though. She was that way in life. That is the truth. You know, she would go have sex with Shelby, but, you know, Bradley comes knocking on the door and, ooh, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
I find it very funny that Head Norma goes out and does all that and comes home and carefully hides all of the wig and the clothes <laughs> and dresses back up into Norman. <laughs> and then puts on Norman's pajamas and goes to bed. <laughs> She's like, shh. <laughs> Oh man, I want to see all this. <laughs> Kill Sam and Marion already, and let's get back to this. They need to do a season six. That's every all the blackouts. <laughs> we would take webisodes. Yes, the series has got like Bates Motel, the blackouts. <laughs> Okay, she says, uh, that's about it for me. By the way, I need fresh towels in number nine. And can you tell room one to hold the noise down? <laughs> it's getting Harold. Later until your own ass, Carrie. <laughs> wow, you're hearing them all the way in room number nine. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> <laughs> it's Harold's, like, screams in the middle of the night. <laughs> He's having night terrors. With you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's so that's funny. Picturing Harold screaming in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Okay, we are now going to hear from Perry again for this episode. It says, Well, ladies, I'm going to attempt not to make this an essay because I loved this episode. My roommate and I were watching the episode together, and as soon as Norman walked into that bar, we turned to each other and screamed, That's a gay bar! <laughs> <laughs> it was too familiar. It was so shocking <laughs> to contemplate that Norman has been going to this bar during his blackouts as mother and hooking up. <clears throat> and not remembering. Um, and it seemed to have not been a one-time occurrence either from how familiar the bartender and patrons were with him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And it seemed to have not been a one-time occurrence either from how familiar the bartender and patrons were with him. Yeah. Yep. I love that detail so much. I can't articulate how much I love that. I know, and it was just so simply done. Like, hey, you. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, that's a familiar hey, you. You don't say that to someone that you don't know. Right. And the other guy, like, so did you make it home okay last night? <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. He would just be an eccentric newcomer in an environment like that. I thought it was an excellent twist. It gives the opening scene of Norman running into the bathroom and seeing the bruise on his back and a twisted new connotation. Just when I thought I couldn't feel more afraid of or sad for Norman, this happens. His psych... His psyche is so completely fractured at this point, and I feel this is just the beginning. Yep. 
Yeah, and are we supposed to know how he got that bruise? Just some wild backseat sex. Backseat, though? I'm wondering if there was just more in the bathroom or something. Well, I stuff also happened at the Bates house. There was that pack of cigarettes and the someone brought them home. Oh. And they went inside because those weren't. I forgot about that. Unless French Norma is a smoker. Knows her. <laughs> <laughs> but someone brought him home. And, yeah. Or in the bathroom, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. I just love it because it just means that they got a little crazy in it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't love it more. <laughs> yep, it is amazing. Yep. Okay, on to the new leading lady. I loved Rihanna's Marion Crane. I think I'd only ever seen her in one awful sci-fi movie. Oh, see, Sue, she is an actress. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> thinking she was a singer. <laughs> so I didn't have much to go on, but I was really impressed with her acting. I have to admit that the look of disgust she gave her gross supervisor is a look I've had many times at jobs past. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not usually one to be crude, but Marion and Sam scene was on fire to me. <laughs> That's not crude. He's <laughs> so crude. <laughs> Jeez, Paris, clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Then again, I guess it helps that those two are very easy on the eyes. I can't wait for the Norm and Marion interaction. Please don't kill Marion. It's going to be a stellar final five of the series. I think he's going to kill her. Sure. Well, yeah, that's going to be a stabby extravaganza. <laughs> 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 it's going to be like the end of Reservoir Dogs where they just all shoot each other. <laughs> Another spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> 30-year-old movie. <laughs> P.S. Last podcast, the clip of Norma screaming she's alive and then going into Modest Mouse gave me chills. Oh, I'm glad you liked that. I, uh recorded that and you know I used to do little clippies right but I just haven't I keep thinking I will next episode and then it gets to that point and I'm like I just want to get this out but anyway I did one last season I mean last episode and I was I thought it seemed weird to just have one mm -hmm. at the intro so I decided I'm like oh, I used to do them quite a bit at the end so, I just love that Norma screaming into the ether. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> I loved it so much. I had to include it. And then, so I just thought I'd put it at the end. And... Nice. And then the ocean breeze salty. <laughs> nice. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> oh. Spoiler alert. There's a Modest Mouse song at the end. Well, now I know. And I'm excited. I love Modest Mouse. <laughs> Well, thanks, Patty. Thank you. 
Um, okay. Our next one is from Vicky. And she says, hi, Emily and Sue. This was a very good episode. I like the way they delved into what Norma does when Norman blacks out. She's the life of the party at the White Horse. <laughs> Did Norman have sex with the guy from the bathroom? Yes. Yeah, I think we can come to that conclusion. Well, you know, we we got a flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had sex with someone. I'm assuming it's that guy. Well, yeah. If Dr. Edwards doesn't further investigate Norman in some way. Ooh, she even knocked him down to Mr. Mr. Yeah, he lost his doctor. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all a little disappointed in that storyline. It feels negligent. Yep. What it we're does. not that's what I really wanted to find out is from an actual psychiatrist to Right. know exactly, but I felt like that psychiatrist had to know the show well enough. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, it's possible, but I'm not sure he was negligent law-wise or not. It feels that way. It feels like it should be, but honestly, I doubt I doubt it is, you know? Yeah, and you know, when you know what you know, you can kind of forget what other people don't know. Right. And the impressions they have. That's true. You know, That's true. We know so much about the situation, and he seemed so good and picked up on so much, we might have projected that he knows more than he does or suspected more than he does or That's true. More negligence in this. I still think he saw enough to be really alarmed. <laughs> I do too. But Yeah. We've... And I just I don't know, I just would have pegged him as a good enough psychiatrist and a good enough guy to like even on his personal time, be like, something's not right here. I've got a bad feeling. This right. guy needs to be in therapy, so I'm just going to drop by. Something. Yeah. But... Anyways. Yeah. We're not going to get it. Mm -mm. So, it's disappointing. But, what do you do? If they had a couple more seasons, maybe we would have seen more. But Yeah. This is what, this is what happens. Or more time with um, Goop, Gupta, Damien Gupta. Right, right, right. Um, okay, she says, in my opinion, it looks like Dilemma are on their way to White Pine Bay. I never would have thought that Emma would have found out Norma was dead by finding it on the internet. Thanks, Vicky. Oh, well, we don't feel as stupid. Well, we don't <laughs> feel as stupid. Because, yeah, when you see it, you're like, duh. <laughs> That's a perfectly believable way for her to find out. This is 2017. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I think definitely Dilemma is on their way, and I think it's just going to get super exciting. Yeah. They, if gonna... they know what's good for them, they'd stay home. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> They're right. not going <laughs> to. So, thanks, Vicky. Thank you. I just hope they uh, leave Kate with Grandpa to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't bring Kate. <laughs> so, all right. We got, uh, we got a little. Oh, that's right. We got Twitter. So, okay, on Twitter, someone that's 
kind of new on there named Storm Williams. And I don't know if you... See, I never know if some people that are on our Facebook are the same ones on Twitter. Right. Sometimes I know, certainly, but sometimes it's ambiguous. <laughs> so, Storm, if you're totally new following us, I know you've been following us for, like, I don't know, a month now. Anyway, he just wrote... The show continues to blow my mind. Rihanna's acting, though. Sad cat. Emoji. Disappointing. <laughs> um, so you're our only real dissenter of Rihanna's acting? Mm, Julia kind of was like, eh, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. And I'm kind of... Ex- right. She was expecting it to be awful. I was, too. My so bar was, she was like pretty oh. low. Yeah. So it was acceptable. It wasn't great, but whatever. Um, me taco sent me a gif of Norma stretching. It's <laughs> <adorable>. fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> if I can find a way to get it on Facebook, I will try. But uh, gifs on Facebook still kind of. Right. Weird me out. I don't know if I've got them, but I'll try because it's amazing. I think I can actually put just put a tweet on Facebook, and so it should work. But anyway, it's great. Everyone needs to see it, and it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then we got some feedback from Kale. Hi, Sue and Emily. My new room is very comfortable. I watched If a Man Answers last night and ate turkey pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what If a Man Answers is. It's gotta be a movie. Is it well sure. Is it a Bobby Darren movie? Is it a Sandra D movie? Is it a Sandra D Bobby Darren movie? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. And possibly answer. I mean, possibly watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as usual, Nestor did an excellent job directing and it looks like Chick did a lot of cleaning during his stay at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. He was a pretty good butler. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the wall of shush and denial is broken. Norman understands that he and Mother are one. I can't wait to see how this will affect their relationship going forward. Norman can't survive too long in this reality phase. Here's my two cents on that. He's understood it in the past and crashes through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) which is going to happen again. He's going to understand it for a little bit. Norma's going to have probably come back because he's going to stress the F out. Oh yeah. He already is, but he's going to go down in the basement and see Norma and he's going to flip. It's going to be another like knife in the mouth or gun in the mouth moment where she has to just gloriously come back come back and protect him yeah she's she's coming back because oh for sure she needs to rescue him from this reality <laughs> can't have too much reality <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prediction <laughs> i'm pleasantly surprised with rihanna's performance and love how she's making the role her own yeah i like it too it's got a little sass little sass that uh janet lee wasn't able to put into her character she had a little sass but rihanna's got a lot of sass yep 
Um, I am so upset with Dr. Edwards. Ooh, join the club. <laughs> Mother basically threatened him last season, and then Norma commits suicide, she puts in quotes. <laughs> I need him to put two and two together. <laughs> yep. You know our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Emma found out. No, no, no. I'm not ready for Dylan to find out. Oh, <laughs> buckle up, girl. <laughs> it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be so rough. And I have a feeling that Romero's probably had enough convalescing at this point. Yep. You, you don't keep Romero down long. Little buckshot in the belly is not going to keep him from. <laughs> uh, spend a day in what's her name's guest bed. <laughs> Maggie's. Maggie's guest bed. Um, haha, Sam is about to get his ass dragged by Marion and Madeline. I can't wait. Yes, it is, and he deserves every dragging of that through the parking lot. <laughs> Absolutely. What an ass. Yep. Oh, hi, Carlton, with your sly little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you had to see Norman throw up again, Em. Who saw Norman throw up? Not me. <laughs> he gave way enough warning. <laughs> and I don't mind seeing the look on someone's face that they're going to throw up and start running, because that gives me lots of time to hide my eyes and ears. <laughs> yep. So I don't know what happened in those five seconds from when he... <laughs> had that look on his face and ran to the bathroom, but I'm blissfully unaware of it. Five episodes left. I don't <clears throat> I don't think any of us are prepared for what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm not. I want to be, and I like to think I am, but I'm not. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to be a little fetus huddled in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to need all the Gidget movies. <laughs> <laughs> Kale in the Beyond the Sea room. Thanks, Kale. Thanks, Kale. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that thanks, awesome. everyone. I'm really happy that everyone liked this episode. I was I was afraid there might have been some haters just because it was a little no Vera, yeah. no Romero, no chick. But, man, everyone just is a fan of the show and that makes me so happy i know it makes me happy too you know because and the yeah others, we didn't get can... vera and that sucks but it was still good and that's that shows you what a good show it is right and dang freddie can carry the show yes so i'm he just so happy was amazing oh yeah absolutely oh just the looks on his face when you just see I mean, do you think he's realizing that he was dressed up as Norma in the bar? I, do you know what I mean? I guess um, we, we'll talk about it when we do the recap, I guess. He may not know how dressed up, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think he is gearing up. I'm not sure all that he's put together. I think it's quite a lot at this point. But I think he's gearing up to have a major... Reveal. Reveal, and then yeah. a major shutdown. Major yeah. shutdown. Um, we just got a comment card from Beth. Yay, Beth. I know. We don't it's been a couple weeks. Beth too often. Um, she says, well, her subject is, am I late? 
Uh, nope, but it came in while we were recording. <laughs> Not too late. <laughs> uh, she says, what's up, Evan Sue? It's Beth writing in from the Arcadium Club. <laughs> um, There's a little asterisk. Little asterisk. What does it say? Speaking of the Arcanum Club, remember the days when the show didn't always seem to know where it was going? We don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's true. Um, she says, I got a tad crazy over here last night, so I'm a bit late. Bob is our guiding hand and we're lost without him. Have you seen him? <laughs> <laughs> I miss Bob. <laughs> I miss Bob, too. I, I still follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I miss his posts about. <laughs> about now that. he's on like Lethal Weapon, that Lethal Weapon show. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, she says, this episode did not have enough Romero. Maybe because Nestor was directing? Or Norma. I miss my quirky real Norma. But I made up for it with Marion Crane and more of the new sheriff. Brooke Smith is great in everything, so I have been excited to see her on the show. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Uh, she says, a few things I've been thinking about. One, Norman is so creepy to me that it doesn't quite work that a lot of people, mostly women, like Madeline, are so oblivious. In the movie, Norman comes across as more of a loner, but that's not the case in the show, and it does train credulity on some level. Please take a long pause and then discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> oh, if you were wondering, I did ask on the Facebook page since we got two two reviews that mentioned long pauses. So I did. I asked the people on the Facebook page to honestly let me know if we if our podcast is riddled with long pauses, and I'll be more diligent than I am. But mm-hmm. no one on the Facebook page seems to think that's the case. Yep. So now I apologize, but it's kind of, I guess it's become a joke. It's kind of become a joke. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> yep. Not only did everyone on the Facebook page go like, what are you talking about? They all kind of mama bared us a little. <laughs> you guys are the best. Yep. Um, I... I kind of agree with Beth. I think it's kind of funny how many women, like what a woman ladies man he is, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he yeah. is, he is weird. He is and he's weird. he's always been kind of weird, you know. He has, and it was, I mean, he is super cute and kind of weirdly charming too he's he's an odd guy <laughs> he is odd and that you know kind of dutiful mother thing yeah can have its charm but it also Oof. can turn you off a lot turn off <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know if younger or older is better that's both not good yeah i agree yeah i mean my husband loves his mother and I'm really glad I I would rather them have a good relationship than someone who hates their mom but I'm glad Cam's not like a mother's boy <laughs> you know 
Rob is decidedly not. No. <laughs> Rob's a whole different story. <laughs> he doesn't hate her, but right. there's issues. <laughs> right. But, you know, Cam probably talks to his mom an average of once a week on the phone. You know, they're, they're close, but That's it's bad. not weird. It's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. I don't think, I, I don't know. I think I would be a little creeped out by Norman if I met him. Yeah. He's... I would kind of see him as, man, what a waste. You're so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a weird quality to him. And, you know, teenage boys in general. That's true. They usually don't get this much action that I'm aware of. I don't know. I have... Especially weird ones. Yeah, that's the thing. I... I mean, I'm sure some do. But ones like Norman, uh-uh. So uh-uh. it does. It's strange, Cadrulli. It's kind of strange, yeah. It's kind of shushable, I guess. I don't see the Norman Bates of the movie having all these relationships in his past. No, no. And I think I've even mentioned that before. Yeah, you probably have to. Yeah. It's just different. It's different. Yeah. And that's fine. Yep. It is their own show. Uh, they okay. have creative license. Sure. Well, it just, yeah, it adds to it. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. Number two from Beth is maybe I've not been paying as much attention as I should, but I'm not quite understanding how this Norma character of Norman's is evolving. What is the significance of Norman Norma going to a bar and hooking up with randoms? Does Norman see Norma that way? Is Norman in some way acting out his own desires? Or is this just another manifestation of Norman Norma getting away with Norman, i.e. out of control? Or maybe it's all of the above. Take another long pause and then discuss. <laughs> In my eyes, I think, you know, we have to we have to give it some credence that Norman, on some level, Norma's, Norman's mind made up this head Norma. Right. But we also really need to give her her own personality. Right. I, so, so I don't think it's Norman acting out his own desires. I don't think so either. It's Norma played by Norman, and she's all Norma at the mm-hmm. bar, right? It's it's not a little bit of Norman and a little bit of Norma. It's all Norma. No, it's all Norma. Yes, a Norma, his mind cooked up. Right. But I don't, I'm... I, and that he's acting The out. jury's out. The jury is out <laughs> what he is, like, manipulating Norma to be. Right. What kind of a person. How much he has control of that. Like, we've discussed it with the French thing. Right. Don't well, know. and to me, Norman, when he is just Norman, has absolutely no memory of going to the bar as Norma. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to have a homosexual bone in his body either. Right. Right. So that kind of tells you right there. It was definitely Norma. It was just him being Norma. <laughs> he just happened to be housing the body. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the catalyst. 
for <laughs> yeah so I don't know that's the clunkiest way to explain it I can think of <laughs> thank you I hope that makes sense <laughs> um, she says enjoy your game nights and don't forget to check for peepholes Beth <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to worry about the peoples. <laughs> it's you guys. <laughs> Maybe. Wait. It's. Are we getting like the the people slip? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's telling all the other guests to watch out for oh. our people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Beth. Now we have one from Matt who I've been conversing with on Messenger because he just finished watching it and sent us feedback. So this will be fresh audio from someone who just watched just the episode. Watched it, like a few minutes ago. Okay. I can't believe that you guys don't know what Tim Hortons is. That's shocking to me. <laughs> Realize that you would not have that chain in Utah, but I just thought it was like world famous like everybody knows what tim hortons is and tim hortons coffee it's like the pride of canada okay we utah has Ohio coffee shops well. there was one not far from my house um they serve more than coffee they have uh, sandwiches and pastries and i think salads too and a sizable menu anyway this isn't tim hortons cast this is uh yes mother and uh, i've got some notes here for the most recent episode uh uh, I, will, I will take credit for this entire Marion Crane arc. It was my idea to not just end the series at the start of Psycho, but actually reimagine the plot from Psycho, uh, implement it in the, the final season of the show. So they took my suggestion, so I appreciate that. I will take full credit for this. I will not take credit for casting Rihanna. Um, I'm sure she's a lovely person. <laughs> And a good pop star, but uh, acting-wise, um, pretty flat, I have to say. So, sorry about that. She wasn't the only non-actor acting in this episode. We also had Carlton Cuse as the cop. Another kind of wooden performance. Overall, though, I still enjoyed all of these scenes, because I I love the movie Psycho. So, getting to, to watch them reimagine this is actually been a lot of fun you know i i saw the um the gus van sant remake of psycho with Anne heche uh, in the theater actually because i was like oh psycho like any excuse to see it and then well you know how that one turned out so emma finally learns that norma died in an apparent suicide i still think it's very strange that the police never contacted dylan after his mother died uh i find it odd that they didn't contact him after romero escaped they would they would, uh, you know, try and track down any connection that Romero had with anyone to get any kind of lead or warn them if they thought Romero was dangerous. So very strange how just like in the dark Dylan and Emma are. And I see the wheels of the plot turning to get them back into White Pine Bay, which terrifies me because they're so cute and I want them to live. <laughs> I got such a strong Fight Club vibe when Norman went to the bar and he talked to the, the bartender. I was waiting for the bartender to say, yeah, you're Tyler Durden. You're the one that gave me this. <laughs> what? They're the same person? What? <laughs> Poor Norman. It's 
it's fascinating as a viewer to watch these scenes, but you know, to see him unspool like this, it's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic. Uh, I did. Oh yeah. At the beginning of the episode, uh, the sheriff is interviewing Norman, and the sheriff says, Now, you told me that Romero never contacted you. And Norman says, Well, well technically, uh, he didn't contact me, I contacted him. And then he's all, like, smirking, like, I mean, it's just, just so clever. Oh, semantics. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all the feedback I have. Tyrone wasn't in this episode that I could find. Uh, but maybe you guys can uh, let me know if you saw him. Anyway, bye. <laughs> I was like, who's Tyrone? <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, he's been named. Oh, bathroom the man. bathroom. <laughs> the guy hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> maybe it was his uh, backseat companion. <laughs> <laughs> or just... Hiding in another bathroom stall at a time at a the gay bar. <laughs> he heard some things he <laughs> last night. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he heard some things he was not supposed yep. to hear. Yep. Well, thanks, Matt. And I've heard Tim Hortons talked about, just never really cared to look into exactly what it was <laughs> do you think it's Coffee like and donuts came to mind so i knew it had something to do with that not me at all i'm just wondering if this is so unbelievable it's like a canadian starbucks or something and it's like maybe. you've never heard of it <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so carlton Q's is that his hitchcock moment then it just occurred to me yeah yeah his little moment getting into the show nice so well thanks for the feedback everybody always appreciated always insightful and funny and probably my favorite part of doing the podcast (laughs) for sure yeah keep sending it in yeah and if you have never before this is your chance now yep five more we haven't heard from Lara for since episode one yeah how's your mom doing how's mom how's she enjoying the season how's beverly (laughs) (laughs) let us know (laughs) (laughs) all right ready to start the recap i am all right okay recap We open with Norman waking up in Norma's bed. He runs to the bathroom and throws up. He takes off his shirt and there are scratch marks on his back. Cuts to Norman, dressed and walking down the stairs looking for Norma. He sees the uneaten sandwich on the kitchen table. That's got to be super stale by now, but it looks quite fresh. (laughs) Maybe it's just another sandwich. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah. It was very healthy, though. It had like it looked like a little pile of cherry tomatoes and some carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> very healthy square meal. Um, he looks out the living room window, and the Mercedes is not there. He picks up a book of matches, and they are from a bar called the White Horse. 
The phone rings, and it's Sheriff Green, and she asks Norman to come down to the station. He says he'll be right over. Okay. So, this is for sure the morning after his date with Madeline, his dinner with Madeline, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I wonder how many times he's woken up hungover and is like, oh, I just don't feel good today. I know, I know. It's crazy. And just when he takes off his shirt and there's those scratch marks, at this point I was like, what is going on? I, yeah. Oh, I actually, my first watch, I was two minutes late about. So I actually only got into the part where he's down with the sandwiches. Oh, okay. So I already knew what was going on when I saw this part. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was like, huh. What happened? (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so next we see Emma... Oh, the opening sequence happens, and then we see Emma looking through a desk in their living room. She finds a little envelope, and the earring is in it. Dylan walks in, and Emma says she was looking for stamps and found the earring, and says, it's your mom's, right? Dylan says yes, and she says she gets why he kept it. Dylan says the stamps are in the bedside table, and she leaves. Dylan stands there, holding the earring. This was... <clears throat> where I was like, Ugh, they're taking quite a bit of license there. <laughs> Just yeah. exactly at this point. It's not a deus ex machina, but it's like, <clears throat> that's just, really, now she finds the earring today. Yeah, true. 18 months of yeah, that ear- earring in that little envelope. It was... <laughs> I had to shush that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but you're right. But it's fine. That's fine, you know. It serves the story. Yep. But if you think real hard about it, you have to shush. Kind of. Next, we see Norman at the sheriff's office. She tells him they are trying any leads to get to Romero. She says Norman must know people he knows, friends, family, etc. Norman says he doesn't think Romero had any friends. He was a lonely and unhappy man, and that is why he latched onto his mother and didn't want anyone else in his life. I felt that was a risky thing to say. I know that's how Norman sees it. Yeah. But this sheriff has to know. I mean... He remember, I mean, the lights of winter. He was a man about town. Yeah. I don't know how many like super close friends he had, but he did not paint the picture of reality of actual Romero. I mean, yeah, he was somewhat of a loner and lived alone. It's just Norman describing how he saw Romero. Right. You know, uh, and he's. I don't know. He's Norma's son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the best way to describe it. He's just not too good. This is what Norma comes... would do. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, their reality is reality. Uh-huh. Damn whoever they're talking to about what actual reality is and how much they know it to be. Right, right. Because exactly. their reality is their reality. Yeah. Is reality. Right. 
and it can get them into hot water <laughs> with that attitude. <laughs> it really can. I know. I know. He could have just simply said, you know what? I didn't really know him that well. Right. Most of the time he was with my mom, I was at Pineview. So I don't know how. Could... That's easier than saying, oh, he was lonely and unhappy. <laughs> and, you know. and he latched on to my mom. There's no one else in his life. You are not helping your cause here, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Green says she feels Romero's escape must be tied to White Pine Bay, especially with Blackwell going there. Too huge to be a coincidence. She mentions the altercation at Norma's funeral. Norman says he didn't want Romero there and he was part of the reason she took her own life. She says some people blame him for her death. Norman says, of course, it's easy to blame it on the kid that just got out of the mental institution. Norman says he doesn't have anything else to say. She asks about his recent visit to Romero at the prison 24 hours before he escaped. Norman said that was a quick visit. Romero didn't have much to say, and he's sorry he didn't mention it before. He didn't think it was relevant. She says, I asked you the other day if he had contacted you. Norman says, technically speaking, he didn't contact me. Norman says he's sorry he didn't tell her. He isn't sure why he went there. Closure of some sort, but it was unsatisfying. Romero didn't say anything and seemed like a madman. <laughs> she obviously talked to the guard. I <laughs> and I don't think the guard would have talk- called him a madman no. <laughs> from that little brief exchange. know. <laughs> She says maybe Norman provoked him and he's coming for him. Norman says that has occurred to him. (laughs) She tells him to be careful. Norman gets up to go and Sheriff Green tells Norman that Romero is armed. So what's your opinion on what Sheriff Green suspects at this point? Um, I don't know. I think she does suspect that Romero's escape is tied to Norman and that he's after Norman. I don't know if she suspects Norman having anything to do with his mother's death. I don't know if she's there yet. I think she's keeping an open mind. Yeah, I think... And just kind of letting it happen, you know? I think she has a real broad open mind, just throwing out casually that some people blame him for her death. Right. Yeah. I really think that was a casual throw out pointedly. Just to see how he'd react. And I think she was paying close attention. I think so. And I think that's a smart move. You know, but honestly, I don't think she's at the point where she's like, I know this kid causes mom's death and I'm going to get him caught in, you know, I'm going to trap him. No, I don't think she's there. No, not that solid, but. But I think she's like, hmm. I think she's got some claws into this. I think so. Sure. And he's been lying to her, and she's pointing it out, but kind of casually. Yeah. I just, I'd like to hear her point of view at this point. Yeah. I think if Romero had not escaped, I don't think she'd be that suspicious. I think that Romero escaping is what's really getting her, like, mind rolling, you know? Yeah, I can, uh, yeah, I can buy that. Yep. I uh 
Oh, yeah. I liked that she knew about the altercation at the funeral, so that means that that family talked. <laughs> I wondered about that. <laughs> Who else would know? Well, it was just Norman and Romero and <laughs> and, and the, the Black Whitlocks. Black Whitlocks. 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 <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. That means <laughs> they told it's around town. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that makes me laugh. Or maybe she wouldn't talk to them. I don't know. She may have, which is an interesting prospect. Uh huh. But however it got out, it's from them, and I love it. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Uh. So next we see Norman walk into the house. He goes into the living room and calls the number on the book of matches from the bar. The bartender answers, and Norman says he was wondering if a woman named Norma had been there. The bartender says yeah, and she left her car there. He says he needs to come get the car, or he's going to have to get it towed. Norman says he will, and asks if Norma left with a man. The bartender says probably. Norman thanks him for letting him know, and hangs up. (laughs) (laughs) So, at this point, when you were watching, did you suspect that Norma had gotten there dressed as Norma? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, there's no way that bartender So <laughs> <laughs> well, already my wheels are like turning fast. <laughs> this is already I just started giggling going I can't believe they're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I'm wondering if that bartender didn't recognize him. He didn't know he was talking to Norma? I don't know. Maybe not. I'm trying to remember now how surprised he seemed when Norman kind of came into the bar and was like... He seemed kind of surprised. He did. He did. Now that I'm remembering. Yeah. So I I don't think he's putting it together. I don't think the bartender knew he was talking to Norma. No, which is a little strange, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. People can sound different on the yeah, phone. Yeah, people sound different on the phone. And... He doesn't change his voice too much when he's normal. No, he doesn't. Which I'm glad. That yeah. would be weird. Yeah. Um, so next we see Dylan holding Kate and warming a bottle. Emma walks in and says she will take Kate and tells, dinner he sh- tells Dylan he should make lunch. Emma asks if they can talk about the earring. He kept it for a reason, and maybe they should reach out to his mom. Emma says she is a nut, but would be an amazing grandmother. Dylan says, I know you think you have this superpower where you think you know what people want, even though that's not what they say, but it's getting really old, okay? And sometimes people actually do know what they want without you having to tell them. So if you could just drop the Norma thing, that would be great. Emma says, got it, and walks out. So yeah, kind of pissy of Dylan, but I think he's super stressed. (laughs) He's super stressed, and she... That might get annoying. We've been annoyed at Emma. (laughs) Yeah, we have been. She kind of does seem like a not a know-it-all, kind of a know-it-all. Kind of a know-it-all, but kind of a know-it-all about you. Right, right. So, you know, maybe being married to that would grow old, but still, my, my mama buried her. I feel bad. Yeah. And 
that giant pot of boiling water for <laughs> bottles <laughs> <are> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One, do you have a microwave? I mean, you're not supposed to microwave breast milk. That is a proper way to heat it up. But you don't need... A freaking a... spaghetti pot of boiling. I, know, I was going to say, like a... <laughs> boiling. Like a six-gallon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? At Babies R Us, they have these bottle warmers for like 12 bucks. Nice. You don't even have to get the... Boiling water out or warm water. They should invest in that. <laughs> Maybe he was going to throw some spaghetti in after. Well, she did mention spaghetti. She, said, <laughs> she did say she could just eat spaghetti he, right out of the box. <laughs> he's, he's like two birds. <laughs> two birds. I'll just warm up the bottle and then throw in the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think what. Dylan was doing here was the classic deflecting. <laughs> I think so. He's stressed, and it's kind of like he's put himself into a bad spot, and now he's pissed at himself. So right, and she found the earring. So now it's like, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, if I get after you about it, then you'll pass. Yes. That's my way out. (laughs) (laughs) Until I can figure out my next step. Because on on most levels, I think they have a very healthy relationship. Sure. There's just this issue. Which is a big one. I'll give them that. It's big. It's going to get bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Next, we see Norman in the kitchen. Madeline calls and apologizes about the night before. Norman says he has to go pick up his car. It got stolen and they found it at a bar outside of town. She offers to give him a ride. It's her day off and Sam is in Seattle. He takes her up on it. Cuts to Norman and Madeline in her truck. She apologizes again for the night before. He says he understands what it's like to be lonely, but he doesn't have a choice. She says she doesn't understand. He says... I don't need you to understand my life, Madeline. I barely understand it myself. (laughs) She says, okay. Norman apologizes and says she did nothing wrong inviting him over, but she needs to talk to her husband. She's lonely and isolated for a reason. This was rough. Uh (laughs) I um, wasn't very nice to Madeline last episode, but this one melted me. Yeah, she kind of... She got little pissy Norman, the... Norma's boys are going off (laughs) (laughs) on their women (laughs) I think that was kind of unfair to her it was definitely unfair but but look at Norman's got his own problems right now Norman doesn't know what's going on he is knee deep in his own problems. He is knee deep in his own shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> and her, you know, the Madeline issue is just not what he needed right now. No, no. So I get it, you know. With no fault of her own. Just wrong place, wrong time. Yep. How is she supposed to know? And, you know, bravo for her to coming to him the next day and facing up to him. Oh, absolutely. That was awesome. Hard. Yeah. 
Because, like I mentioned last week, that would have been super humiliating (laughs) 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 to be in Madeline's position last week. Yeah. He ran like a bat out of hell. (laughs) And she was just like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, seriously, bravo. She's... She has esteemed herself, but just wrong time. Wrong time. Bad timing. He didn't need those problems. In Norman's <laughs> mind, of... his mom, who is supposed to be pretending to be dead, is out running around the bars and <laughs> going home with men. <laughs> Possibly Romero. But it might be him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think at this point it might? Oh, it might. It is. If If he is, to be honest with himself... <laughs> All the signs are there. Right. I mean, blackout. He knew he had a blackout. Yep. His back's messed up. He's hungover. That whole thing on my back, that would freak me out so much. Sure. To wake up and find, like, an injury on you and you have no huh. clue. That is frightening. Well, it would be just kind of upping it a little, like... Okay, I know I black out and weird things happen, but I can get hurt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a new level. Someone else hurt me, so someone else was there, you know? That's that would oh, that's a freaky thing to think of. Mhm. So, yeah, Norman's chest. And you know, thinking about it, since we didn't get an actual like verification of exactly how he got hurt and they pointedly showed it. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty, it was more than just like vigorous scratching from a wild night, I thought. So maybe we will. I think maybe that gives us a little glimmer that we're going to get a flashback. Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, Next, we see a man doing up a woman's zipper. It's Sam and Marion Crane. They kiss, and she tells him to stay in Seattle. They can get married. He says they can't. She says she doesn't care about his debt. They each say, I love you, and she says they really should get married. He says he needs to stay in White Pine Bay. She says she wants to go with him. He says she doesn't belong in a place like that. He tells her they are going to have a big life together and she needs to be patient. She says she has other options. They argue a little and then kiss and he says to give him time and they hug. So this was great because it was so Marion and Sam. Mm -hmm. Right down to the kind of hinting that she's got other options. Right. The twist is that he only says it's because of debts when actually it's right. married. And Sam Loomis was decidedly divorced in Psycho. Yep. Yeah, no, it was nice. Nice little callback to the characters in, in the movie. I like it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's an ass. We've already talked about it, but I can't believe she doesn't know he's married. That just shocks me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shocked me big. Yeah. Uh, so next we see Marion run into her office. She's late. She signs and notarizes some paperwork with her boss and a client. The client asks if she wants to know what is it? So it's four hundred thousand. Yeah. What four hundred thousand in cash feels like, and hands her a briefcase. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I think this scene was just totally to show us that no one takes Marion seriously. She's just a pretty face. Right, and she's surrounded by lecherous men. Yeah. Is lecherous too strong? No, they were pretty gross. Mm. So, yep. And it establishes the cash. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was, you know, somewhat reminiscent of the client and the boss in the movie. And the mm. client wanting to chat it up with Marion. and Oh, the dude with the cowboy hat and stuff? Yeah, kind yeah, of throwing okay. his richness around. That's right. I remember that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we see Norman and Madeline pull up to the bar. She asks why he thinks she should talk to Sam. Norman says he met Sam before he met her. He brought a woman to his motel. She doesn't believe him. He says he's not wrong. She cries and says he has known this whole time. Norman says it wasn't his plan. She says he could be lying. He just wants to tear her and Sam apart. She tells him to get out of her truck. He does, and she drives off. So I was really surprised that Norman told her. Were you? Um, no, because he was just kind of pissy and didn't seem to care anymore. Yeah, true. And he is brave. I mean, I don't... Norman Bates doesn't take threats from other men. <laughs> That's true. He's like, mm-mm. No, don't threaten me. Little finger wag. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he had been hinty. I mean, he was pretty hinty. I was I was glad she asked because it's if she hadn't, you know, that's pretty bad because he's right. like. He's, it's like his third time he's told her, you need to talk to Sam. Right. <laughs> yeah, after a while you would be like, wait a second, why do I need to talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> and this last time it was quite pointed, like, I know something you don't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't remember exactly how he said it, but yeah. it was. And it... <laughs> When she yells for him to get out of the truck, it was so Norma. <laughs> That's true. Again, when she yells, she looks like Vera Farmiga. <laughs> I didn't even think of she that. She should have opened up her door and walked to the other side. <laughs> How amazing. And pulled him out. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome. And he probably would have just been, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, you're back. <laughs> Norman angers a lot of women in cars. <laughs> it's kind of his thing. <laughs> it's kind of my thing. I anger the blondes in the cars. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So, what do you make out of her complete and utter shock? Are you finally thrown the theory out? Yeah, she... I guess so. It just... It just really, so now I'm like, really, how in the world did she talk Sam into moving to White Pine Bay? Okay. You know. I had headcanon. Here's what I've cooked up. Okay. He, he is a douche, 
but for what I don't know if it's love or money, he is tied to her, Madeline. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wants to leave her, and I don't know if it's because ooh, who knows? What if she's an heiress? You know, right? Something. What if she comes from money and he's a crappy realtor that yeah, and she might he could be lying about this big deal in Seattle that he's doing. Absolutely. Okay, I like it. I like okay. it. So, he's tied to her. It could be love, but I doubt it. He's too douchey. No, it's not love. It's money. Okay, so let's go with that theory. So, she, they've been growing apart, you know. He doesn't love her, but he needs her. Right. So, he has affairs. So he's distant. She's probably questioned him. And without an affair, they could have said, you know, maybe it's just this big city. Let's go. Let's go to a small place. You can open up that hardware store you've always dreamed about. And so it was kind of like, we can do this. And he's like, okay, now I can... Pretend I've got all these deals in Seattle and I can, you know, be a playboy in this big city and then come back to White Pine Bay. But, of course, he can't keep that life separate. Right. He has to have her come to White Pine Bay and meet her at that hotel. (laughs) That hotel. Meet her. (laughs) You mean the Bates Motel? And pretty much ruin everything. Okay. Yeah, there's something. He doesn't want to give her up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I like that. I like that theory because that makes it so she's not dependent on him. He's dependent on her. And that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Now that the, the, my theory made sense until now. Right. So, but I, yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. Good on you. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I like to come with little things. I like to... If I'm missing some character stuff, I like to make it up in my head. (laughs) Headcanon's the best. It is the best. But you have to make sure you're willing to bend and ply with your own headcanon when the show canon comes out. Yeah. Because otherwise, you can start resenting the show you love. <laughs> <laughs> I just yep. happen to know that. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So she gives him the Norma treatment and throws her out of the car. <laughs> um, next, we see Norman walk into the bar. The bartender says, hey, you. Norman says he's there to pick up his friend Norma's car. The bartender asks if he is okay, and Norman says yes. He's like, you're usually much more fun. (laughs) Your friend Norma's car, it's like, I'm not stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. Um, and then he confuses the bartender by asking if he has seen Norma in there that day. 
He's still like, ha ha. He's like, the bartender asks, that's a trick question. Norman says no. Norman asks if when Norma was there, was she with a man that looked like an escaped convict? (laughs) (laughs) What the crap? (laughs) (laughs) It's like he thinks everyone knows who Romero is and everyone hates him as much as he does or something. (laughs) He just has this twisted view of him in his mind. <laughs> Someone who looks like an escaped convict, huh? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. He's actually quite nice looking. In- <laughs> and you just saw him like yesterday. <laughs> Carrie Aaron said something funny. I'm trying to find it on Twitter. (laughs) She goes, nothing makes me laugh more than Norman describing Romero. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was one of those fun in the writer's room. Oh, when it was going, though, I knew he was about to describe him, and then he starts, and he says about four things about him, and every sentence, I was just on the edge of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he's just, like, tall, dark eyes. Uh, Dark hair. Dark eyes. He's about six foot. Looks like an escape (laughs) (laughs) car. Oh, man. Like he's been escaped for like six months on his own. <laughs> it's like all wild. <laughs> like he'd still have, he'd still have like prison system written on his pants. <laughs> he's wearing like gray and white striped with a big chain and ball around his ankle. You know, that's what he was picturing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, let's see. The bartender asks him again if he's all right. Norman says he is fine and leaves and gets into the Mercedes and finds a women's lacy thing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> I only got a quick glance of it. I was like, it is something else. Yeah, no, I watched it. I watched the episode three times. It's it's a stretch to be able to tell it was actual panties, but I guess that's the Yeah, I thought it looked best. more like a like a camisole type thing or something. But... Kind of, yeah. Okay. It seemed bigger than a pair of panties. Right. Especially one that Norman slash Norma would wear. Because they wear Don't. the same size as any mother sometimes. <laughs> Ew. That's probably a little more slim-hipped. <laughs> mother son would. <laughs> Next, we see Marion Crane at her desk. Her boss walks up and scolds her for showing up late, then asks her to deposit the briefcase full of money. 
She says he usually does that, and he says yes, but he has a thing and walks off. She stops him and says she would like to be considered for a promotion. He asks if she has a college degree. She says no. He says she should think about that. She asks if he would consider a raise. He says this is bad timing. She apologizes and says she will deposit the money. So, yep. Establishing that, obviously in her boss's eyes, she'll never make any more money. She'll never get promoted. (laughs) Yeah, well, you look, well, I watched, I can't help but watch this through a boss's eyes. And the moment she started mentioning a raise, I was like, this is not the time. Oh, yeah, no. Horrible timing on her part. Really stupid. Well, I wondered if the wheels were in motion and she's like, well, this is my, this is almost like this is your last chance. Right. You're going to give me a promotion or a raise. I won't take this money. Right, right. But if you don't, I'm out of here. Yep. No, just more establishing. It puts the money in her hands. So that's what we needed. Did you catch that the girls that was leaving or whatever that she wanted the job was named Janet? I did not. Uh-uh. Oh, I remember her saying it now. I just didn't think of that. She goes, she said something about taking over Janet's job. And right. I'm like, zing. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I remember her saying it, but it never, I never put it together. Little nod to the other Marion, Janet yeah. Lee. That's awesome. That was cool. It took me the second time to notice. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Uh, okay. So next we see Norman driving. He stops and Dr. Edwards is walking across the street. Cuts to Norman and Dr. E in a coffee shop. Norman apologizes for stopping the therapy. Dr. E says he understands. Norman says he helped him deal with a lot. And Dr. E says he went through a lot. The death of his mother. Dr. E asks if he has blackouts anymore. And Norman says not since he started the medication. Dr. E says they haven't called him in a year and a half to refill his prescription. So that means that he cut off the therapy, like, right away. I'm think. well, it only makes sense. I mean, when Norma appeared to him, he dug up her body. Yeah. I think everything changed, and he's like, there's no way I'm going to therapy. It's, yeah. This is ridiculous. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm here with mother. We have to hide from everybody. So it makes perfect sense that yeah. he cut it off right then. Right. Yeah. Um, Norman says he started seeing a doctor closer to him. Dr. E says he thinks he pushed Norman too far. Norman asks why he thinks that, and Dr. E says they were getting into some interesting stuff when he left. Norman asks, interesting how? Dr. E says Norman showed him some coping skills he has and asks if Norman is, if he remembered. Norman says, sometimes I see mother when she is really not there, and sometimes I become her. Norman says it doesn't happen anymore and gets up to leave. Dr. E says they should resume their sessions and Norman leaves. First of all, that that lie to Dr. Edwards about a doctor (laughs) refilling his prescription was so flimsy and so easy to disprove. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um... No, I mean, we've talked about it. This is just a disappointing end to their relationship, and it's really shushy. Yeah. 
It is. It's um it is interesting. I took this little conversation, especially the second half, to be like Norman when he cut off contact with the world and accepted mother is not dead, he repressed he did some big shushin for mm-hmm everything he went through mm-hmm. and everything he learned from Dr. Edwards and he repressed it so far in his mind that he had sort of forgotten and seeing Dr. Edwards starts bringing it back. I mean, he's yes. had little flashes. We've seen little flashes that something's not quite right and we I think he suspected a few things but he shushed it and he shushed it deep. He did and he... Dr. Edwards knows his little secret. You know? Yeah. Like, Dr. Edwards and Chick are the only two people who know about this, right? Well, Dylan saw him as mother in the kitchen making pancakes in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's right. Dylan knows waffles at two in the morning. (laughs) Shush. (laughs) Um, yeah but i think dylan could kind of shush that and be like oh it was a weird night (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah it is interesting that dr edwards knows the secret and can like kind of unsettle norman like that Yeah, well, he forced him to take that, you know, this happened to Norma a few times, too. I mean, in Dylan's hand sometimes, where it's like, you, didn't Caleb say to Norma that she likes to pretend? Yeah. That stuff isn't there? Right. It's it's so interesting how, how like Norma Norman is, where... He got he got sat down and was like, "You're gonna face this," and it you know it was pretty catastrophic, and it's going to prove to be. Um. Anyway, so I feel like he basically sat him down and forced him to say out loud what he already knew, but he had repressed. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. Oh, the way it was played was so good. Yep. Just kind of these reluctant half answers it was just it was amazing i loved it it yeah and just the look on freddie's i mean tears were almost coming to his eyes it's like it was a harsh reality yeah and it's just unbelievable i mean dr edwards there's no way he's looking at norman and going yeah i guess the medication is working (laughs) no 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 way (laughs) i don't know what he's going to do from here but right no way he's not that bad And uh, I loved how intense it was. And then the mood is just instantly broken. He's like, nope, doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) Gotta go. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Next we see Marion leaving Sam a voicemail. She's putting cash into a suitcase. She walks out, puts the suitcase and her coat in the trunk, and drives off. Part of her coat is sticking out of the trunk, covering part of her license plate. She gets pulled over, and the cop tells her about her coat sticking out of the trunk. She says she does dumb stuff like that all the time. She says she is headed to San Diego to surprise her boyfriend. The cop fixes the coat situation, and she drives off. That was pretty good. Pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
cart and keys was a little wooden, but I forgave it. Oh, yeah. Um, I do wish he would have kept his sunglasses on, though. Just Yes. Just an homage to the cop in the movie. Yeah. I mean, Hitchcock never got praised for his great acting in his cameos. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he did fine for a non-actor doing a bit part. Sure. Um, I liked how they did it. I mean, in the movie, she pulls over to the side of the road and sleeps and, and sleeps. he wakes her up. Right. That's how she comes to, but she acts very suspicious then. And I thought Rihanna did a good job acting suspicious, but intense. Mm-hmm. But pulled it off. I thought San Diego was a little far. Yeah. She should have said, you know, Seattle or... Well, no, she was leaving Seattle. She should have said... Like Portland or... Yeah. Yeah, I thought San Diego... San Diego was a long way away. San Diego is so far from Seattle. You don't drive there on a surprise visit? (laughs) No. In a little Miata? (laughs) I I mean, I'm sure her Miata will get her there, but... No. With a tiny suit. Yeah. That is like cross country. I mean, Seattle. To San Diego. San Diego is super. Yeah. Super far. What? 10, 12 hours? Yeah. San Francisco would have been better. Yeah. San Francisco would have been way better. Yeah. Or Portland. Yep. But anyway, he didn't seem to. I don't know. The cop follows you know in the movie the cop follows her and is quite suspicious nothing ever comes of it she just imagines the things coming of it but he does he watches her at the car place exchanging her car and he actually drives to the car place that she's leaving doesn't say anything to her right but he's imposing and he obviously talks to the dealer when she leaves so the cop's suspicious like i said nothing comes from it in the movie but it's there, and this guy just seemed totally oblivious. It was just there for suspense. Yeah. Which, whatever. They're not going to bring that character back, so. No. Anyway, it was fun. Fun little scene. Next, we see Sam and Madeline in their kitchen. Sam's phone rings. He answers and says he has a bad connection and takes a call out on the porch. It's Marion, and she's 30 miles outside of town. She says she did something crazy. He says he can't meet her. She can't come over. He tells her he has lied about his living situation. He rents a room from someone and they don't let him have people over. (laughs) (laughs) I hate Sam so much. (laughs) (laughs) They don't let him have people over. (laughs) Just pictured him renting from this really old crabby couple. I know, me too. <laughs> like this doily room. <laughs> no guests. <laughs> no, polish my humble figures. <laughs> you can get $5 off your rent. <laughs> There's cat scatter (laughs) wherever he walks. (laughs) Uh, I wish I wish that's how he lived. (laughs) 
<laughs> Daddy's got this really cute wife that he's cheating on, and he's a jerk. I hate him. I know, in this beautiful modern house. Um, she says to meet her at the motel. He says he will figure out when and hangs up and goes inside. Madeline says, what's her name? So, yeah. So, yeah. Sam, that was pretty suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Pretty dumb, Sam. But, you know, you got your your girlfriend that you lie to. Your mistress, as it were. <laughs> That's See, that is what I don't get about not telling her. Uh, I mean, ugh. Because that is, to me, the risk that you run into. You bet. Is the mistress who doesn't realize you're married. Maybe he wants to come surprise you. You are reaping the seeds you sow, man. I mean, gosh. (laughs) (sighs) Yep. You deserve it. Q, you do it to yourself again. Um. Yeah, so I guess Madeline is like, hmm, maybe I do believe Norman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so next we see Dylan and Emma. He says they need to talk. He says he needs to tell her why he cut off contact with his mom. He says Norman is really sick. Bad things happen around him. He tells her about Blair Watson, and he tells, and he tells her Norman killed his dad. Then Norman went to Pineview, and Dylan thought everything was going to be okay. Then Norma let him come home early, and then she found the earring. Dylan tells her it's her mom's earring. Norman kept it. Emma asks why he didn't say it was her mom's. Dylan says he was afraid Norman did something to her. Dylan said he was paranoid because Norman was alone with her, and now they can't find her. Emma asks if he thinks Norman hurt her mom. Dylan says he doesn't know. He didn't want her to tell her in case he was wrong and just paranoid. She tells him he needs to leave and take a walk, and he leaves. So, yeah, pretty yucky scene. Yeah, he knew that scene was going to have to come someday. Yep, yep. After she found the earring, he had a strong hint it was going to be sooner. (laughs) It was going to be sooner (laughs) rather than later. (laughs) Yeah, it's just unfortunate. And it's just kind of weird that a whole year and a half has gone by. Without him, I don't know, it just seems like he could have brought it up. Like, you know, when your mom has done this in the past, where did, did she have a sister? Can You know, like maybe try and ease his own mind and try and find her, you know? Instead, I think he opted for complete shushery. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know what? Past, think- Emma. The past is gone. <laughs> Let's just look forward. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, we'll see. They'll get over this because now yeah. his mother's dead too. <laughs> yeah, that's going to change the uh, scenery a little bit. And both both murdered by Norman. Yeah, for now we just uh, think it's Norma, but I think that's going to trump everything else that his mom is now dead. I think so. And so I think that'll... 
Well, and they're in the same boat now. They both, both of their mothers have been killed by Norman. Right. So they can't really one up each other on this. She can still be like, I'm still mad that you didn't tell me about the earring. And he's like, okay, get over it. My mom's dead too now, bitch. Yeah, but it's his brother. That's <laughs> 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 exactly what he's going to say. <laughs> and nope. my dad. And yeah, take that. My dad too. And my stepdad. <laughs> my dad is also my uncle. <laughs> Boom. Michael. <laughs> so that's like two people. <laughs> I got two in one. <laughs> what do you got? A deadbeat mom? <laughs> Get over it. So that's how they're going to get over it, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Uh, Next we see Norma, Norman, sitting in the Mercedes in the rain, saying to himself, sometimes I see mother when she isn't there. Sometimes I become her. He's parked at the White Horse Bar. He walks in and someone walks by and says hi to him. The bartender says it's good to see him. He was worried about him. He had never seen him like that before. Huge hint. Yep. He knows him pretty good. Seen him like that before, as in Norman. Um, men. Male. Oh, boy. That's not a transvestite. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender tells him to take it easy that night. I think he says something like it. It got pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a guy walks up and asks Norman if he got home okay last night, and Norman says yes. <laughs> what must do you be think going all on? these? <laughs> do you think all these guys and Mama Bear Norman <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> I think they just love Norma so much. They're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. they really care about him, and yeah, Mama Bear. Him. I think he's kind of young. And he's got to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind he's they like probably the just life of the party when he's there as normal. Or her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I bet it's just amazing. Yeah. And so I think they all mama bear him a little bit. I think so. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. And can you just imagine what's... <laughs> These strangers walking up to you like, did you make it home okay? He's like, that was my mom, not me. <laughs> Except he was just doing a mantra about how he sometimes becomes her. Yeah. So I think he's... <laughs> kind of putting the little pieces together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At this point, he's not going, no, that was that was my mom. I think he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> There's no finger wagging going on here. No, no, that was, no, that was my mother. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Put that finger away. <laughs> Okay, so Norman starts having quick flashbacks of him as Norma at the bar. He runs into the bathroom. A guy walks in and touches Norman's face and goes to kiss him. Norman asks what he's doing, and the guy says, Come on, Norma, you weren't that drunk. Um, another hint that yeah. <laughs> he's have hooked up a few times, I'm guessing, and he's seen him drunker than he was last night. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've seen you drunk, and that you, you weren't that drunk. <laughs> Norman apologizes and starts having a flashback of Norma with a man. Norman tells the guy he needs his mother. Then he has a flashback of really young Norman and Norma. And young Norma says, we are supposed to be together, aren't we, Norman? Then Norman has a flashback of him lying his head in frozen body Norma's lap. (laughs) He goes up and runs out of the bathroom and out of the bar and gets into the Mercedes and drives off. So, yeah. He... It's safe to assume right now he's kind of lucid about everything. I think so. I think so. I think he I think he does realize that like when he is picturing Norma with the guy in the car, I think he knows it's him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's pretty freaked out. How could you not be? Oh man. I mean, let alone having like flashes of memories with like sex with a stranger but being heterosexual and the stranger is your same gender you know that yeah I mean that would freak you out (laughs) and it's not like he's homophobic at all he's very right right he's always been you know there's been a few times where he's faced homosexuality and he's just been very cool about it right but that doesn't mean you want your body doing things <laughs> without you knowing about without it. Without you knowing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot to take in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to realize you were wearing a wig and a dress. <laughs> like, and something lacy. <laughs> <laughs> something purpley and lacy. <laughs> oh, that just takes it to a whole different level. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh. Poor guy, man. I know. I know. Uh, okay, so next we see Emma on a laptop looking at the Bates Motel website. Then she clicks on an article with a headline that says, Norma Bates, dead of apparent suicide. So, yep. Emma yep. knows. <laughs> Not much to say about that. Nope. Uh, nope. Things are going to start happening. Pretty fast on their end, I guess. For sure. Um, And then we see Norman pull up to the motel in the rain. He walks into the house. He's soaking wet and stands there at the front door. Then we see Marion driving in the rain, and she pulls up to the motel. So, yeah, Norman being soaking wet. That's not good for (laughs) Marion. No, and I was thinking. I mean, it's great because it's raining when Marion pulls up in Psycho. Mm -hmm. But... It's also, a, you know, something we've seen forever about Norman is water, especially on his face. Mm-hmm. It does things to him. It's some sort of trigger thingy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And he actually walks out of the car and lets it fall on his face. Right. He looks up into the sky and lets it fall. And then, man, he walks in the house and stands against the front door and he looks crazy. Yeah. My guess is... His first thing to do is to go down and find Norma in the basement. Yeah, yeah, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. Do you think this is like his... Because you're right, he does seem lucid. Like, 
he, I think everything is like crashing down on him. Maybe just that brief meeting with Dr. E just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I bet you that is his next move is going down to the basement. And then, I don't know, something's going to happen where he's just going to give in and just let crazy take over. I think, you know. I think for a minute, but I also think um, Norma's going to rescue him. Yep. Somehow. No, you're right, because you were talking earlier about, like, there could be another kind of gun-in-the-mouth moment. Yeah. And then Norma pops back out. I think yeah. you're right. I was going to have to um, do some damage control. Right. Oh, I can't wait. This I love this. Did you watch the next time? I did not. I didn't. I forgot to. Hmm. Well, we can have a spoiler where I tell you just the two little sure things I took away from it. <laughs> sure. Okay. So okay. Well, good episode. It was. It was. It was a good episode. It was another half setup, but you know we're still on that train going forward before the big crash right right but it was exciting yeah especially if you would have told me it'd be an episode without chick norma and romero i'd be like wow i know i wouldn't think it was possible (laughs) yeah possible or entertaining but it was both those things it was it was really a good one despite having like three of my favorite characters in the show on it. So, bravo for that. That's mm-hmm. that's that's pretty impressive. Very um, impressive. Yeah, I still got to cut a point down for no chick. Sure. But I think I would give it uh, I I think I'm going to give it another three and a half. I think I'm at three and a half with this one. I'm at a four. I thought it was better than the last one, but I think it was pretty on par with the last one. Hmm. I'll um, tell you what brings it down a half a point for me from a four. Because four is a good score too for it, I, I think. Sure. I think what brings it down half a point and puts it three and a half to me is really just, just the disappointment in the whole Dr. Edwards-Norman thing. Yeah. I really wish there could have been a better way to do that. I don't know what would have been a better way, except that Norman killed Dr. Edwards, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm just, I'm not satisfied with that resolution. And so that puts it at three and a half for me. That's very fair. I have it at a four because I think the elevation to me of Freddie Highmore just carrying it home Mm -hmm. acting wise and just the amazing revelation of this Norma's other life. (laughs) That is so amazing. So amazing. Yeah. And where they left it, it's just good. I was just so pleased that we got so much of like movie Marion Crane in this version. Yeah, me too. 
I'm glad she's more than just someone who comes knocking, who's like Sam's mistress who comes mm-hmm. back to the motel for some reason. Yeah, she's got a pretty. She's got a little, they, little they laid story. a pretty good backstory. They did. They did. I agree. Still, you gotta what the book? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say uh, three and a half purple lacy things. <laughs> for sure, four <laughs> purple lacy things. <laughs> My what the bib? Hmm. Uh, gosh. I guess what the bip on Sam. I it's an angry what the bip. What the mm. bip not telling her that she, you're married. Doing a double. Yeah. A double deceit for both your ladies. Yeah, that just, just seems extra smarmy. Yeah. So, what the bip, Sam? It's kind of what fun. What kind of man are you? you got I the love nerve. that they're making him so smarmy, I though. know. He's got the <laughs> nerve to ask Norman what kind of man he is. Oh, yeah. You know? Sam. Well, that's the kind of guy that would say that. Yeah. This He's... one that can't back it up with their own behavior. I love that they're making him so smarmy, too, because... I think he's going to die and we're all going to be like, yeah. It's fun. And that actor, he's doing a good job. He is, and it's too bad that he played such a douche in Walking Dead, too. It's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to like this actor. (laughs) You're kind of getting yourself into a little Anthony Perkins corner. (laughs) A little pigeonhole there. (laughs) Yeah. You you may only play asses (laughs) (laughs) from now on. (laughs) Do you have a what the bip? My what the bip is to the writers and producers. You're going to introduce such an amazing thing as Norma at the bar and not give us any. What the bip? You can't do that to us. Yeah. We better get it in the future. We better. You cannot introduce that kind of a storyline and then just move on <laughs> because do you know how amazing Vera and Freddie would pull this off oh I know you I can't was... deny them that acting experience exactly you can't deny us you can't deny them nope I agree um, um yep all, all right. right well we're halfway through we got five more so Send us your feedback. It's yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook. Follow Twitter. All Think, those things. All those things. Get a room. Yeah. <laughs> we got some rooms open. We do. We just kick some people out. Let's get those motels filled before the end. Filled with, um, you know, like recent feedbackers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Perry, let us know. What room do you want? Yep. I think I think he would be good in the B&B. He, he seems like a B&B kind of guy. But Love you have him there. Yeah, Shenanigans us. abound. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well. <laughs> the hotel's filled with <laughs> Harold's night terror screams. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>
don't get me on that again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I just, it pleases me so much to think about. It. I don't know why. <laughs> and okay so we're just gonna spoilers oh yeah if you don't like the spoiler stuff we're gonna talk about the next on so it's gonna i don't remember it except for two main little points so and i didn't watch it so it's gonna just be m telling me so yeah (laughs) um, so yeah if you don't even want to hear that this is where you should stop. So chill your own ass till next time. Bye. Bye. So I believe it's your turn to do the. Okay. And then you can start with our new guy, Paris. Yeah. <clears throat> Whom, spoiler alert, Paris and I have been chatting for years, I'd say. Really? Not too often, but he gives us a shout out every once in a while. Oh, so funny. I'm familiar with him. Okay, I have no idea. He's totally new to me, and I already adore him. (laughs) 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 He uh, watched The Imposter. I think the first time I remember him tweeting us is after our... uh, Do you remember a long time ago? I watched The Imposter, and we talked about it on what we've been watching. That was like one of our first episodes. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been a long time. Oh, how funny. And he watched it and was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did when we watched it. <laughs> how is this possible? <laughs> and then he tweeted just a little while ago, like a couple weeks ago, that he he's doing a re-listen. I think a rewatch and a re-listen of our podcast, oh. along with his Space Motel rewatch, and he said that it, he realized that we were the ones that originally recommended The Imposter. Oh, how funny. And I was like, yep, and if you need any more creepy documentary recommendations, just ask. <laughs> just ask. Or <laughs> we can come up with some more. Nice. Well, that's that awesome. reminded me that we've got a what we've been watching that I have totally buried. Because <laughs> well, so the sound was so bad. The sound is so bad. I mean, it might even be worth just redoing. Yeah. Sometime, like, I don't know. Because if the sound's that bad, I don't want to put it out. It was really, it, it was so bad <clears throat> that I was only going to release it on Sue Watches Buffy, which has less Right. <laughs> it's like, we'll just put this out here. <laughs> like, you guys can find it all now for proud there. <laughs> but I'm not proud of it. No, I think we should just Sounds redo good. that one. I'll have to find my notes on what I watched. Yeah. And then I guess add more. Yeah. I've got mine. I just do all my what I've been watching notes in that little R2D2 notebook that Scout gave me. All right. For Christmas a couple years ago. All my notes for the last while have been in my handy little Bates Motel notebook that Kim made us. Yeah. I don't know if we ever thanked her publicly for that. I think you did. Okay. On Facebook. Or just by email. But thanks, Kim, in the candy corn room. She sent us 
cute homemade notebooks of Bates Motel and oh my word, they're adorable and they're all like quilted, quilted sewn together and have personal pictures of. <laughs> Mine has chick on the inside flap and Emily's has Romero. <laughs> I it's got Romero. perfect. <laughs> so thanks, Kim. That was awesome. Yes. So. Okay. Let's start. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of Harold again screaming. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, if Dr. Edwards doesn't further investigate Norman and the chain he was getting the prescriptions, then I think claim Dr. Not chain. Oh, and the claim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start that one over. <laughs> well, cool. That was fairly painless. Yes, I'm just going to take keep that, Mose. <laughs> the, the right Mose. sister's one, Mose zero. <laughs> <laughs> your head if you're going to taunt those. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I will make dinner by candlelight tonight. <laughs> I'll churn some butter. <laughs> All right. I'll unplug my computer. Speaking of butter, I've been using Amish butter. For spreading butter now mm-hmm. for about six months and it is so good oh. <laughs> like Harmon sells this is called Amish roll butter uh-huh I've seen it so good it's worth it nice. I mean for cooking I just use right my old land of lakes or whatever but right. I take a slice because it's like round and I take a slice of it and then just a small slice kind of mm-hmm. and then I put it in a little butter container just on the kitchen counter just mm-hmm. so most of it stays refrigerated but just the little we might use in a week I keep out and it's just yummy as can be hmm. well there you go Mose. see roll I, I may buy it at a fancy grocery store <laughs> but I'm using Amish butter <laughs> <laughs> I taught I taught the Moe's at work, and now everyone calls him Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> like, even there's these two ladies from South America on my team, and they're like the Spanish part of my team, and you hear them every once in a while, Moe's is in my computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> it's <is> delightful. <laughs> I want to know how they roll butter. YouTube it. Well, they wouldn't be on I YouTube. Oh, I guess not. Well, some sort of hipster is rolling so, butter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So are you going to do like, dude looks like a lady for the song? <laughs> <laughs> Lola. <laughs> yeah. I've already done laid. 
come up with something. I was just kidding. That would be a dumb choice. Not quite my style. Nope. I always come up with something. I'm more proud of others than some. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I come up with the perfect one. Sometimes I'm like, eh, this will do. And it's late. (laughs) And it's in my iTunes already.
Okay. So what's this? What happens? Okay. One, you see Marion, like, crowbarring some car windows. <laughs> so she doesn't just pull up to the hotel, check in, get a snack with Norman, and then get stabbed that night. Okay. She's got more coming. I didn't she's think so. pissed at Sam. Because <laughs> I think, from what That'd I heard... That'd be too psycho-y. Well, and I heard that she has a four-episode Oh, really? Arc. I remember hearing that when the Rihanna stuff first came out, so... Well, we could have two down already. Oh, if they count. True. If they count the one, that's true. That we don't even see her. But she's there. I mean, I'm yeah. guessing that was Rihanna, but I guess it didn't have to be. It could have been a double. Be. Yeah. Um, because we never saw her face. So she's crowbarring some car doors? The windows, so I think we can be assured that was Sam's car. It wasn't the truck. It was like a little white car. Have we ever seen what he drives? She's Mm -hmm. pissed. She finds out he's married. Yeah. And he's been lying, so. And she just stole money for him to get him out of debt. And he's been lying to her, so she's pissed. Maybe she stabs him in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and then mother stabs her in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the type that uh, just gets back at him by beating up their car. It's, it's an age-old tradition. <laughs> yes, it is. Key it. Smash in the windows. Yep. Slash some tires. Whatever you feel is your level. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you're comfortable with. She's a crowbar the windows type of girl. Good for her. Yeah. The Keen. That's the worst. Yeah. Keen, your boyfriend's car. No, don't do that. I've never done that to anyone. No. That's mean. Yes. It's just a little too passive aggressive than the beating of the windows in. <laughs> right. Something a little more satisfying about that. Okay. So the other beat I was going to talk about is we see Norma and Norman having a conversation in the kitchen where he's challenging her reality. And she's like, well, then why am I here talking to you? So she's trying to talk him down <laughs> from what she's trying to undo the damage Dr. Edwards did. <laughs> <laughs> the half hour coffee date with Dr. Edwards. Like... <laughs> Ruined her morning. <laughs> That's awesome. That'll be fun. I bet she's got some little fun things to say there. Yep. And that is literally all I remember. Okay. I'm going to watch it again and be like, oh, crap, we could have talked about that. But I don't remember at all. Yeah, that's not too spoilery. No. That's pretty mellow on the spoilers. I guess it's good to hear the head norm is back. I never thought she would go away, so I'm glad. No. So, glad to get Vera back. Oh, yeah. She's back. I really don't think I saw Romero. Oh, okay. Now I remember. Um, We see Dylan with red eyes yelling at Norman on the phone. How could you not tell me she's my mother too? Uh. So Dylan calls Norman. (laughs) I 
wonder what that's all about. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, that's, that's, that, I think it's daytime. So that comes when Norman has either, is either still like in knee deep in reality or Norma's trying to undo the damage. This is just going to be more damage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So that's interesting. Can you imagine finding out that your mother died a year and a half ago? (laughs) No. I just, man. You know, we had a brother that went missing (laughs) for a few years. And not really weird for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing really big. A just brother that tends to alienate himself anyway, but there, it, it got a little alarming because it was about four years, maybe even five. Yeah, and it, it got alarming for all of us, especially our parents, and we did. We faced that. We were like, because our dad's pretty old. Uh-huh. Yes. And, you know, it's been years now, but we were like, what if dad died? We would not be able to find him and tell him, yeah. and that would be horrible. Yeah, that was, because, yeah, I remember dad was turning 70, and I think that's when it came up. It's like, when is the last time you talked to Dave, you know, and it was, that's, I think, when we kind of realized, whoa, has it been like four years? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no one, not even mom and dad have talked to him? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that was, because I remember we had that party for dad's 70th birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. We were all going to, like, write a letter to his last known address and try and, like, get to him to be like, dude. Yeah. Because he didn't have a reason. Even when we found him, he just didn't really have a reason. He's just kind of a loner. Oh, his reasoning to me was like, I just let too much time get passed, and then I was embarrassed. Then it got weird. Yeah, Yeah. then it got weird. And just like, whatever. (laughs) 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 So. Anyways. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that would have been crazy. To be like Dave suddenly showing up on one of our doors and we're like, yeah, dad died like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Except he did leave a number. Yes. Oh, he's going to be so mad. I I can't wait to see the Dylan and Norman stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for that. I'm really looking forward to that. Just because... And how is it going to end? Oh, man. How do they fit in with this last bit except for finding out? How do they fit in? I don't have the first clue. You know. I don't. I can see Dylan just being like, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) You know, mom's dead. Nothing's tying to me, tying me to you anymore. And just he and Emma just leave. You know? Is Emma going to let it go? She doesn't look like she is. Okay, so... She's not going to let her mom go. Until she finds out. That's true. There's she that. was pretty scandalized by this whole idea. Yeah. Even though they're not close. She still thought she was just there someday and oh, they could... Oh, man, and Emma is up. like that little Nancy Drew. She likes to get to the yeah. bottom of things. And that could be her demise. You know? They got a baby. They've got Kate. They're not going to kill him. <laughs> Just oh, keep saying that out loud. <laughs> it's, I can't wait to see it. 
well, this is the spoiler section, so we can mention that we've seen like a almost a we've seen more than a this time next time on, and we've seen that they actually do go to White Pine Bay for sure because mm-hmm. Dylan like body slams Norman onto the car, right? Hood. So they do come. They don't just yell at Norman from afar and stay home. Yeah, it's not over the phone. Mm-mm. This was. Right. But right. they go up there. Oh, we also do see them with an older kid. We see. We saw a picture of that. Well, yeah. So Could have been anything, we say. Yeah. But it also could have been an epilogue. It could be. So interesting. They could go... Pit, go visit Aunt Norma <laughs> in the loony bin. <laughs> oh man, they better not do that. <laughs> this is your family, and my dad is also my uncle. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> your uncle is also your grandma. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your uncle's body. She's grandma now. <laughs> Emma, <laughs> you're tight, Katie. <laughs> Emma's so desperate for Katie to have a grandma. She's like, Norman will do. <laughs> <laughs> you took them both. You took both grandmas. I guess you brought this one in. In some form, so we're tainted. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> he thinks he's hers. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> My daughter will have a grandma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I bet Will's got a cute mother back in England. He can have a great grandma. <laughs> One like Beverly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was picturing like a 90-year-old English woman who's adorable. I don't think Beverly's 90. (laughs) (laughs) True. Oh, man. Oh. I love this show. I can't wait. I love it. I'm so sad it's ending, but I just cannot wait for each episode. Cause I know. It's like, what's going to happen? Give me more. So <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, good. Yep. So, all right. Well, Scout's going to be home in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will have a new cord next time. For sure. Okay. So we make don't sure if you get on Amazon, check the prongs. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. So I will have that next time, so we don't have to do that long break in between. Okay. Oh, do you know what? I think next week has to be a night recording. I don't think I've gotten Wednesday off. Mm. We'll see. Then, especially. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Can't do the long break at night. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, if you stuck around for the spoiler. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> like, what? where am I going with this? <laughs> I just thanked him. Okay. All right. Although I respect the choice not to. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. See ya. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.